let's let's lower the music, shall we? What's up, everybody? Francisco here, Sports Goofs number 104. Joined by Charles. Andrew's off doing his own thing. Probably going to watch the Lightning. Uh, go Islanders. Go Islanders. <laughs> I'm already starting. Go Islanders. Go. Let's well, go. I mean, after that debacle of a, like, eight-o ass whooping. <laughs> I don't want that in any of my playoffs, man. I mm. want competitiveness, and I'm not the mm. full, full um, guy in, in hockey world, but damn, if you want me to get invested in a watch, I need to see this game that my buddy loves so much, and the team that he loves so much, actually be, like, sweating a little. Oh, yeah. No, no, that it was. It, I was very surprised that happened to the Islanders of all teams. So that went down. Other things went down in sports. There's baseball. Yeah, you know, baseball's happening. <laughs> but they're basketball. PSA is not as intimate with their inspections as the things are. Ooh, we got to get into that. Oh, get yeah, into the, the uh, yeah, get into the inspections. We got, uh, freaking. We got beef, man. We, yeah, we, we have. Yeah, we have beef. We have pie as well. Uh, do we? Do we? <laughs> we have some pie. You gotta eat some of it. All right. I mean, yeah. You you might have to eat a you know. Hey, there's there's some pumpkin pie for you, but you don't have to eat the apple pie. Just saying. <laughs> you may not have to eat every flavor of pie, but uh, but regardless, I think uh, you know the fact of you not eating certain pies will make you feel better about eating the other pies. But I'm just, whatever. Exactly. Pies, pies, pies gonna happen. But regardless, oh, there's gonna be pie in the face of teams. That's for sure. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Um, what was I? Where, where was I? What was I doing? We were talking about basketball. Yeah, yeah. We talking. Yeah, hockey. Speaking of hockey, I mean, Pirani's hockey world. They they got they got stuff. You're number one over there. The customer, best customer service, lowest prices, and largest product selection. Go go on their website. They have all the experience. They have all the hard work. They have all the info and content that you need to get all of your hockey needs. Lowest prices, biggest selection, new products, and even the closeout and prior products. Check out our website. Click on the banner. It'll help us out. And you can help yourself out by getting some nice nice hockey gear this summer. Because it is freaking hot outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get your jerseys. Get your cups. You can always use a good cup in this world. Mm. You know, it's good protection for yourselves maybe they have jock straps see if they even do like the name embroidery stuff but if you want your best hockey needs hockey supplies go to that website francisco talking mm. about obviously i cannot review because i don't see the advertisements yeah well gosh man it has been freaking hot out here and, and luckily i've been doing my fastest running in the heat so I, i'm very jealous of you because yesterday i had to be in court in person and for anybody who's not in florida allow me to explain to you what it felt like being in a pseudo like tweed suit jacket with a long shirt and undershirt pants socks walking and then of course having to talk to people when you're with your client walking outside the courthouse or talking to the other attorneys that you know and all that stuff it has prepared me for the afterlife because i know my ass is roasting in hell and i'll be more comfortable there than humidity i always feel it and i still wear my mask in the courtroom just going there and i gotta say thank god because they can't see the lip sweat that is coming in there's not beads of sweat it's like full-on drenches like i just came up from the pool all sweaty and watery and 
you know, I'm surprised my nose wasn't running. I, I, I hate this part of the year. I was really enjoying a year ago where my hearings were conducted via Zoom, where I had my nice fan going at a high speed and everything like that. And then there's Francisco being happy that he's running. But how can you run? I mean, does the hockey place sell face guards? Because right now it should be bug season. Mm. All bug seasons mm. in Florida. Flies, garden bugs, the uh, freaking uh, love bugs, as we call them, where you can have things catching your mouth and actually be having like animal insect intercourse is yep. what we'll call it yep. in your face you know all, all that fun stuff i moved to florida when i was eight years old and it was the first time i had a love bug on me i'm like oh it's from there and someone's like oh yeah they're effing on me and i'm like what and i'm like oh. <laughs> in new york it was just cockroaches and spiders man you know for me and every now and then the fireflies but uh yeah hate this time of the year for the heat oh yeah oh well is what it is. Seem to be doing my best, running in the heat. I, I've always been doing that. It's been, kind of been the way of my whole life. Anyways, where shall we start? Yeah, let's let's get to it. There's a basketball game in the background for those who are listening to the podcast version. NBA in the Zone '98. We've got the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers. Everybody. <laughs> All right, Charles, you're not eating this pie. You are not eating this pie whatsoever. I'm I'm making this pie. Mm. I'm making this pie. This is, for anybody who loves South Park, this is the Scott Tennerman Chili Bowl. And you know what? That's when I get the throw in your face, it's I'm in your chili. I'm in your shiz going from there. It felt so... You know, Francisco, tell them what happened because I... Mm. I, I, I want to. You're not neutral either. Let's be straight here. The only person on this show who's actually neutral to the Philly hate was Andrew. Mm. Um, 100%. But the emotion might be strong. Whereas Francisco would be the stern parent who just lost a child kind of thing, very stoic. I'm the one who's sobbing loudly, dramatically, like a soap opera. And that's the emotion that comes in. Francisco, right, why did I go that dark? It's because Andrew's <laughs> not here. We already know this. <laughs> yes, Ta- tell us. Tell us, my man. Ooh. What happened? All right. So the Philadelphia 76ers come into the Eastern Conference semifinals as the number one team in the East. Oh, no. Facing off against the Atlanta Hawks, who got the fifth seed, won the Southeast Division. And coming into the series, you would think, oh, well, Philadelphia is going to handily handle the hawks maybe the hawks get one you know get that gentleman sweep who knows Uh, but uh, that was not what was going to happen with the hawks no the hawks came out swinging they got the first punch in win game one one oh lead four point victory at philly trey young house ice trey 35 points bogdanovich 21 points in game one so Sixers are like, oh, whoopsie daisies. All right, well, well, let's run it back. Let's run it back. Game two, all right. Sixers win 118-102. Okay, looks like things are back to normal. Let's get that gentleman sweep. Head on over there. You know, and it, you know, it was an 18-point lead. It's like, okay, all right, this, this is how it's going to be. All right, then we'll, we'll win this game, go out to Atlanta, win the games out there, then win at home on game five and, and head on over to the east and face off against whoever the heck. All right, it's fine. But then, it's like, okay, well, we won game three. 127-111. Ah, according to plan, things are going well. 
All right, Joel Embiid, constant double teams. Whatever, man. Nothing for Playing him. Playing on a torn knee. Yeah, nothing for him. No, no problems whatsoever. Philly's Philly's running good. Then, turning point of the series, Game Four. Atlanta, rallying, and this is kind of the theme of, of that was about to go down. The rally, the comeback victory, the never say die Hawks, tying up the series, winning one hundred three one hundred. Okay, so uh, Joel Embiid didn't have a great second half, and it seems like without him, the Sixers are nothing. And well, trash. <laughs> it's true, because one would think. Hey man, we gotta surround this guy with some good some good guys. Alright, we got Ben Simmons. <laughs> we'll get to him. Uh, we got Tobias Harris. That that's fine, right? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we got Steph's brother. Does does that work? Does that work for us? <laughs> he basically it's Steph's clone in mm-hmm. that sense, or something was to happen. You know, yeah, it's it's like okay. Seth's body into I mean Steph listen, man. You know, everybody, like, I'm a fan of Luigi, but, you know, when you want Mario, you want Mario. There's a reason. There's a reason. It's called Super Luigi Galaxy. Exactly. So, so Philly relying on the other Curry, it's like you relying on Luigi, all right? Every once in a while, he'll get, he'll get you there, all right? Seth had a Luigi's Mansion there. He did. But, you know, he's, he's not getting... We're not seeing Super Luigi Odyssey. Heck, he wasn't even playable in that game. Wasn't nope. even playable. <laughs> Bowser don't beef with him. Bowser don't at, at this point, him. speaking of not non-playable, you know, Ben Simmons <laughs> Wells will be an NPC. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> game number five. Atlanta. Atlanta going back to Philly. Winning. Trailing by 26 points. The gang blows a 26-point lead. 109-106. They had, what, a 99-point-whatever-percent chance of winning that game, Philadelphia? Didn't happen. How many points? 26-point lead. At any point? Was there a timeout called? And they won by three. You know? All they had to do was like, you know, one or two stops, maybe score a couple times, and they would have won that game. There's a coach right there. Is oh, he yeah. a rookie coach? Mm. Uh, Senor Rivers. Sen- the doc, as they call him. Doctor of failure? Doctor death? <laughs> Doctor doom? That man has more failures and dead bodies than Ed Kevorkian and Steve Williams combined. Steve mm. Williams, Dr. Death, Steve Williams was a wrestler. You see, I brought that mess together. Mm. The doc, Dr. Eggman, the doc, Dr. Wiley, I don't know. But he is, he, he, he's not a, he might be a podiatrist. I'm not even sure. Dr. Sleep, because those teams get to leave early. Mm. Exactly. Oh, when we're, we're sponsored by Smelter, everybody. All right. Doc Rivers can't ruin Smelter. That's a good thing. He could if they put him in charge. <laughs> they put him in charge of development. <laughs> Cry me a river. Oh, boy. So, 
Game six. All right. Philadelphia headed back to Atlanta. They're not going to let this happen. They're going back for game seven, and they did it. All right. They played a little better defense, but it still didn't extol any confidence now, did it? 104-99, five-point victory when you're supposed to be smacking down this Atlanta team, playing in desperation to try and get it back to Philly. That wasn't how the NBA had its script going. Adam Silver didn't have this in the script at all. We all know the NBA has a script. They're basically looking for that last-minute dance of the Sadie Hawkins or prom because they waited around. The NBA rewriting, okay? LeBron and the Lakers were out, and they had to do massive rewrites. So... And, 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 so, and so here was Philly, all right? And suddenly they have to do more rewrites. Oh, this is more compelling. Game seven, let Philly win, and then we'll we'll have Milwaukee versus Philly, just how just how we drew it, or Milwaukee versus or, or Philly versus Brooklyn. You know, either way, that's the way we want to draw it up, right? That's that's how Adam Silver and and the the guys in in the in the writers' room were doing it. No, no. Mm-mm. You know, Philly was. At, towards the end of the game, they were hurting because some guy named Herder hurt them. Hurt them. Game seven. Charles. Kevin Herder. You know, he, hurt locker he was, you know, he was one of the few players that, that got one of those Dwayne Wade uh, jersey swaps in that farewell season of his. Let you know he he wears number three because Dwayne Wade was his favorite player. Oh, the spirit of Wade was through that man. Mm-hmm. There was some flash going through those through those veins, and oh, he was putting the hurting on Philly. Twenty-seven say, points. Kevin Werder, Herder. I want to go Hispanic alert there, but Herder is like the love child of Dwayne Wade and Brian Scalabrini, mm-hmm. the White Mamba. The Red yeah, Mamba. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the <clears throat> thing. Exactly. Red flash. Oh, I, mm. mean, I mean, flash is red. So, mm. well, that's but, true. It, there's so much. Yeah, I call cycle, and I'll go into my. I, I like red mamba. I like red mamba. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So he, here we are. Here we are in game seven. Philadelphia, the 76ers. Now they were winning at one point, right? They, they were winning. Looked like okay, fourth quarter. They're at home of all places. Trey's not shooting well. Exactly. It's like, okay, this is the way it should be, right? You know? But, uh, you know, I'd rather take a a Trey Young not shooting well than, uh, you know, this guy you're paying. How many millions is this man getting? I don't know. $33 million. Per year, Ben Simmons not shooting. And not shooting because he's missing. No, not shooting because, well, he is missing. But also... But he's he's just not shooting. He, he's, he, he's shooting it like Charles in commitment. Frightened. He literally had a open layup slash dunk and passed it to a teammate who was being covered. Double coverage. Under too. under the rim. I possibly could have made that. Because nobody was near me. And I'm five foot ten on a good day. How? How? Oh my goodness gracious. You know, uh, so many, so many things to be said. But I, I think Philly, as constructed, are frauds. Yes, we all knew this and we all know this. As constructed, what are the. The process has failed. 
Did they all know this, Francisco? The process has failed. <laughs> they failed. They got one guy. That was it. They got one guy, Joel Embiid, and he can practically make it into the playoffs healthy. So they got maybe 0.75 of a guy <laughs> throughout that whole process. And they have not, they haven't even made the Eastern Conference Finals. You know? So there's one. There's, so you, they failed in their roster construction. They failed in their drafting. All right? With only one guy to show for it. And their other big guy that they paid a ton of money for is... <laughs> I'm loving the, the memes that are coming out of this. With the uh, the whole like the Shanghai Sharks mm-hmm. memes, Shanghai, basically they're gonna go to the Chinese league. Uh, him and uh, Ben Simmons and Kyle Kuzma and I forgot Shijin who else. McCollum. Yeah, exactly. Are going to the the Chinese league, and and uh, I love how um, all the memes they were showing of of uh, LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. It's like this is these guys <laughs> when they the big three for the Shanghai Sharks. And so there's. Oh, but Charles, Charles, May I? Yeah. Oh, there's another reason why Philly lost a, a certain doctor that we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. No, give him the stats. Give him the stats before I lose it. Oh, let's see. Doc Rivers yeah. is riding on the laurels of a 2008 championship. Remember 2008? It's been a while. And... That's it. That is all he has been doing. And, and establish veterans. Yes. Yes, with with uh with uh, three Hall of Famers. Let's okay? Three Hall of Famers. And I know, you know, you can say, "Oh, Eric Spoelstra had that." Well, Eric Spoelstra has been back to the finals. And he's he won multiple. He won two with those guys. Doc Rivers couldn't even run it back. Couldn't even run it back. Okay? Couldn't even run it back. All right, he got to a game seven. That's fine. But, you know, Eric Spolster has done better. More finals appearances, more everything. Doc Rivers has been, heck, let's just say since. Eric Spolster We'll, we'll give him. Let's give him. Okay, fine. 2010, got to game seven. All right, fine. Game seven of the finals against the Lakers. Sure. Okay. We'll give you that that little bit. Just that little bit. But since then, mm, where have we been? Where have we been, Doc Rivers? How many careers have you wasted? All right, the, the, the twilight of Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. The uh, Chris Paul, poor Chris Paul. Blake Griffin. Yeah, I guess DeAndre Jordan, I'm not sure. Kind of, yeah, kind of DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, like Kawhi for one, one season, I think, right? So... So there's Paul that. Paul George for another. Paul George, and yeah. So wasted all of that. Then head on over to Philly. Philly giving a five-year contract to this man. <laughs> five years. Five-year contract. I didn't even know they were paying him. They they were they were hiring him for that long. I would think, okay, I'll give him like two, maybe three years, right? That seemed semi-reasonable. 
But five years? Did you did Philly? Did you really think the championship window was that wide open? <laughs> so five five years, um, and year one, and we are at full on Doc Rivers. We've gone full Doc Rivers. All right, we've we're full on Doc Rivers. We're full on Philly and full on Doc Rivers. So we we both have uh, we have fraudulentness. Up the wazoo. I, I mean, may I now go, take go, the reins? Go. No pie for Charles. No pie. <laughs> I told you. I told all of you since last year, two years. But in the beginning of the season, I said frauds. Mm. In the beginning of the season, I said, wait, you hired a guy who is known to be a very good coach, and you think he could take you far? I told you last week on the show that I respected Tyron Lue when he was able to survive the Dallas Mavericks in that first round because I felt that Doc Rivers would not be able to do it. Tyron Lue is in the Western Conference. Finals. Granted, granted, Utah was not fully healthy, but no one is. They won it without Kawhi. Yeah. And then there's Doc playing poor Joel Embiid, and I'll say this now, of all the hate I put on to Philly, Joel has all my respect. Joel actually would have been my MVP. Poor man. I don't I don't I don't see why Jokic got it. I know why Jokic got it. His assist numbers are higher, but I looked at the stats today, because I knew this was coming. Where Joel was twenty eight, ten point six, and two point nine assists, Jokic of course Close to a triple double, but being close to triple double is not triple double, kids. Understand that. But mm. Jokic was like 26, 10.8, and then seven or eight assists. And the key difference I felt was games played 70 something for Jokic, 50 something for Embiid. So you lose a quarter of the season close to it. If Embiid only missed like five games less or 10 games less, I don't even think Jokic is the MVP, to be quite honest with you. Because Jokic, you know, only got a third or fourth seed for his team, Embiid got the first seed. Yeah. But Aside from Embiid just also being, you're kind of concerned with the financial stability you have in there. Um, ben Simmons, I told you kids that it was folly of them to give him a max contract. Did I not pass the seal? We mm. did this last year. Mm. And now mm. you're bound to him for $33 million, $34 million, $35 million, and the final year, $41 million. This is not like Russell Westbrook where you're like, damn it, I hate that he's $41 million. I know what I'm getting out of Russ. That's proven track. Yeah. We just don't want to give him 41 million at like 36. The same logic. Russ will do what uh, I think NBA players are supposed to shoot the ball. I'm not sure. I, th- I think that's Ru- what's Russell, going. Russell does what superstars do, what max contract guys do, and they play without fear. Hmm. Ben Simmons, I told you guys he never did anything to improve his free throw. I told you all that he never did anything to improve his uh, three point shot. And mind you, it's easier said than done. We know that. We, we, we're not talking heads who act like we play the game full. I can barely make a two-point shot, you know, playing ball. But I understand that you have to put in that hard work and that effort. And I, I don't see it there. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to financially commit to him because this is the thing I don't understand about why you decided to give Ben Simmons this max contract. You said boo-hoo to Michael Carter-Williams, who is just Ben Simmons in a different position. Michael Carter-Williams was the beginning of the thought process for the draft where he was a winky kind of shooter but he could be a distributor of the ball and rebound accordingly 
he was kind of lengthy and lengthy. He played decent defense. It's been a slew of players like that. The Ball brothers, Simmons, um, Michael Carter-Williams. You trade Michael Carter-Williams and you get Markel Fultz. Markel, I don't know what the hell happened. It's just not there. I mean, I know people were saying, "Oh, he's coming back," but it's all water. It's all it, it's it's yeah, it's yips. It's it's all kind. It's it, the playing up to that pressure. It, he just yeah, he just you know, it is what it is. But, ben, but the thing is, you convinced yourself that Ben Simmons at six ten is an everything player, and you're gonna put him at point guard, and he's gonna be playing that thing, and he's gonna take those shots, and that's not him, and that's on. Um, I can't even say it's like Doc. Doc didn't have a say into it. He inherited it. And it's not Sam Hankey where everybody say trust Boston because he was gone. I don't think he was there to draft Simmons, I believe. Oh. It's uh, Maury. It's everybody there who kind of decided to put this thing where really what he is is like he's a third. He's a wing who can distribute. So really what he is, he's fringe starter, best bench guy, personal opinion. Like I know everything. I, I'm, but I'm just looking we, at these. Yeah, look keep at going. Shots. Look at those stats. You know, we, we, we give him, oh, he's a three-time All-Star. That means nothing in basketball. Really, it does not. It's a popularity vote. It's a media vote. And the stats look nice. It's nice, but he was never shooting great. He only gets the high points from going at the basket. If you have a big, and the problem is, in today's game, you do not have bigs who clog the lane or the baseline. That's the truth. The only couple of guys that are out there right now that do such things is Joker, kind of Embiid, Sometimes Giannis, but Giannis doesn't switch up because he has to stick to what Budenholzer tells him. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. Um, and then I would say DeAndre Aiden is kind of like a shutdown guy. I like what he's doing over there in um, Phoenix. So if you're just letting guys get the driving to the lanes or the fast break, you're going to get those in-play assess. And there's a difference what people need to understand. And, and I hate to say analytics, but you cannot deny analytics. It's, it's, it's a pure science to a degree. If you can look into the field goal percentage people made, it might be higher for him. But if you're looking at two points made, two points is construed as what, Francisco? Going for layups, dunks, lobs, mm. and jump shots. If you can go deeper into the analytics of how much percentage is it from jump shots, I can guarantee you it's a little not for him. Guy doesn't shoot threes. He cannot spread the floor if he's not facilitating. And that's the problem. You cannot have a real point guard on that team if Ben Simmons is there at the same time, because he cannot stand in the corner like a wing and shoot the three. He can't be a three and D guy. He cannot really be a cut man, I think. So it doesn't necessarily work. And can he improve his game? Sure. He's 25, 26. Everybody can have a chance. I don't think you got to figure out what to do. You got to hire a guy who used to shoot, Alan Iverson. And be like, hey, if he sounds like a guy, and if he doesn't want to learn on Iverson, one of the best. Uh, Yes or no, top three pure shooters of all time. Uh-huh. Of everything, of what he did, of knowing the lane, to jump shot it. And if he can't do it in that year, if he doesn't put in that hard work and that dedication with the right guy, and doesn't go from there, then you ship him. Because that's too, and who's going to want that contract? I, I, I have a theory. But I'm, we're not a theory. Say, we're on Charles, I'm not going to eat that pie. I'm not going to eat that pie. I'm not chilling. But I told y'all that was not going to be good. I told you that Ben Simmons only way that team and that roster will work well if you gave him what it was two years ago when he had shooters. And then you had um, Seth Curry. Good for mm-hmm. Seth because he looked confident. But everybody else was kind of wonky. The other guys are on the bench. No solo bueno. Doc Rivers. Are we, are we going to do this now? Are we going to do that, Doc? Yeah, I'm ready for this. Oh, yeah. ready for this. Aside from saying that Tyron Lue would have done the thing that was better, you, I don't feel, and, you know. Oh, I, Charles. 
<laughs> Guess who's sponsoring us tonight too? Tell me. McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh. McDonald's. Finally. Look at that. Look at real in a whale. I'm shocked because they heard me talking about that sweet chili and Cajun flavors that they have with their new BTS meal, whatever the hell mm. that is. Oh, that really Japanese, or no, the Korean, Korean whatever. pop band, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know, you see, BTS were just used to behind the scenes, but we know that there's like a chicken competition going on this year because now we have McDonald's doing this and we have the chicken. Maybe I'll talk about that in a second, right? Mm. We're bringing it back to Doc Rivers because when you look at oh. Doc Rivers and you look at his coaches and we're going to do, I'm going to do this. Eric Spolstra, he is the value meal. He, he's the combos, baby. He is that stuff that you say if you want the medium or the large. You know what Doc is? Doc is the dollar menu. Because mm. your ass is broke, but you're hungry. And that's what Philly did <laughs> with this man. They said, we broke, but we hungry. So we're going to get something to film. We're going to get the pitiful small fries that don't have the salt. Listen, I love me some good two McChickens and small fries. I'm not going to salt this. But then you just get a McDonald's cheeseburger. Ew. What? Or you get the McDonald's hamburger gross that's what they did in their assessment because they rested on the laurel of a guy for several years i have said i don't think look i'm gonna, I'm gonna say right now if you put coaches in the hall of fame doc rivers to me is not a hall of fame coach he'll get there they all get there because he got a longevity out of it longevity yeah. you know jerry sloan's in there he never won it okay i get that but my thought process coming into it is on the totality of things, he started with the Magic, and that was a rough start because Orlando, Andrew's not here, so I can't talk smash about it, but for Orlando, when he was with the Magic, it was a very in-between team. That was around. Then he went to the Celtics, and what did the Celtics have to do? They're like, we got to give you everybody. So we traded for Real. We got Kevin Garnett. We're here, here to help out with Paul Pierce, and they won it in their first year. They were the rebirth of the, um, the super team. And what I hate is how everybody thinks that the super team was started with Boston and from Miami. I'm like, guys, have you not watched the Lakers in the 80s? They were already kind of there, right? Mm-hmm. Chicago? <laughs> that was definitely a super team ever. It was just, it was different kind of monies being affiliated. So he goes, they win against the Lakers. We loved it, and we loved it. Why? Because of who won. Not so much of crazy man Paul Pierce, but Ray Allen, the silkiest shooter of all Steph Curry, and because of Kevin Garnett, I still remember it now, crying peanut, because there's always a player on a team who knows somebody named Peanut. Um, but then you go back in, what, 2010 or 2009, and you F it up. You had a lead. You let it lose. And then what happens is you went. You went to effing... Um, okay. The I, I, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at Doc Rivers' career. Okay. Uh I mean, look, he's got a winning record. Yes, 585. You know, he, he, I mean, luckily he's only got one NBA coach of the year, and that was his rookie year with Orlando. All right, that's fine, you know. Got them to 500, but Eastern Conference, whatever. And, and, and I guess with a terrible team. So, you know, with Orlando, he, all right, fine. The Magic are the Magic. All right, but and people say, hey, he wasted T-Mac as well. <laughs> but I don't think that That's Orlando team is. Was a yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I the man could mean to say he goes to Houston and he still can't make it out of the first round with him and Yao. So, you know, so there's that. But then he goes to Boston, years in Boston, and and uh, what year did he go in Boston? Uh, let's see, 2004. Uh, right? 2004. You know, they had a winning record his first season, then a losing record, then an even worse losing record. And then they get KG, yep, KG, Ray Allen, 
and all those guys and and then boom suddenly winning record winning record winning record uh then uh you know uh, and he hasn't had a he hasn't had a losing record since since but i mean there's just so, so to take it from there when you're surrounded by the talent that he had in Clipperland, and he's had superstars. It's ridiculous the amount of superstars that he's given. He's giving guys that were going to be top in their positions throughout the end of time. KG, Allen, oh, here's the shoot. I don't know, I'm not going to put him in there. Um, hell, it's not even fair to put Allen there, but I'm going to anyway because bias. But you look at LA, Chris Paul, he's going to be a top 10 point guard, I would feel. Yeah. Blake Griffin was a number one overall pick. And then you even he had. Uh, Paul George, Pandemic P, who, you know what, earning a little bit of my respect with the way he's playing now without Kawhi. And the uh, Kawhi, Mr. Like, I won titles everywhere. I was the X Factor. What are your product of? But to bring it back to Doc Rivers. I feel bad for no coach. I feel no sympathy for any coach. And you cannot, and I felt like he was kind of putting the blame onto Ben Simmons because after they got eliminated, because Paul. Unfortunately, Ben passed up in a game seven. If he passed up in a game six, a game five, game four, game one, it would be a different story. But when you have not one but multiple games where you have a 20-point lead and you lose it and you don't, you have this bad idea to not call timeouts, you deserve to lose. I don't feel bad for you. It's the same reason why I don't feel bad for Quinn Snyder wow. in Utah because he had an 18-point lead or so against mm-hmm. – um, the Clippers, and they do it because they get scared. Because why? Coaches hate calling timeouts early in the game. Um, they believe their teams will go from now. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you have four or five. Screw it. You need to prep for the danger now instead yeah. of holding out for the danger in the future. Because you know what, Francisco? I'm a cheap freaking coach. Because if I'm out of timeouts and I can't, I can't game plan people. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna say foul them. So they can go to the line, so I can draft stuff up and tell your guys so, in between. Yeah, I mean Utah. He sh- I mean, just go on a little bit about that series. So that's on them. Yeah, uh, number the number one team. Uh, Kawhi goes down, and no Conley, but Conley is not Kawhi. Exactly, and, and and so you're like, okay, all right, all right. You would think, oh, this this should be fine. This should be fine. But they weren't ready for. I mean. Was it that and the Clippers played small ball? They they just went all right straight up shooters. Uh, Rudy Colbert can't be in two places at once. So I don't, I don't think they were ready for Reggie Jackson to actually yeah. fulfill the potential that mm. they've been leaving out for eight years. Yeah, yeah well, three three home runs in in one game, and you know he was doing he was doing that. So uh, <laughs> I know which Reggie Jackson you're talking about. So um, uh, well, he was channeling Mr. October moment. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That is true. But yeah, Utah just did not adjust at all to what the Clippers then, did after Kawhi went down. And you would think that Doc would look around the league and be like, huh, they got twenty four leads. I, I should do something about that too. But they're scared. They don't know how to coach. Someone has to lead. You can blame Ben Simmons all you want, and there is some blame there. The guy was shooting thirty four percent free throws in the postseason. I think I can get to thirty seven and I only make I'll be cheap. I'll take the league's minimum, please. Because I'll get to the line and I'll get elbowed in the face real quickly. But it, it comes down. To, and here's the thing: it's not like it's not like the Nets, who maybe they could have won if Nash had like another two or three years coaching, uh, because he's still a rookie head coach. Right. He's been in this game for twenty plus years almost. Yeah. So it's all on him. And I said it in the beginning. Also, is Kyrie ever going to be healthy? 
<laughs> you know, Kyrie's never going to be healthy the same way as Joel's never going to be healthy. Yeah. The same way as no, no one's ever healthy. And part of the reason why no one's healthy is because of the fact that we got back into this too short. And now yep. the playoff bubble is real, folks. Yep. And anybody who was talking trash about the Heat and the Lakers can do a DX and suck it. Hmm. But I was right. Ha, 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 ha. I remember we were doing our same thing. I'm like, they're frauds, they're phonies. I don't feel it. And I didn't feel it. I think I think we would have been fine even matching up with yeah. it. NBA is gonna NBA is gonna gonna look walk this back. Be like, you know, our script didn't work out well when the guys were getting injured that weren't supposed to get injured. So let's let's do let's let's add some more off days. You know what? We don't need seventy two games in five months. No, we we can just or four months. I think that's basically yeah, four four or five months. We we can let's stretch this out a little more. You know, make sure LeBron and Anthony Davis are nice and healthy. Plus back-to-backs. You know. All these fun things. Let's see what happens. Maybe we can help the Knicks out a little bit. Now that they made the playoffs, they're an actual team again. See if we can get that New York team. I think it's New York versus L.A. You know, it'd be really nice if I could just walk down the street and and, and watch a game. That's what Adam Silver's thinking. <laughs> so going into Gosh, look at, the look. future... I'm looking at the stats here for Doc Rivers. There's an entire article good? by CBS Sports here. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, I mean, first off, all these turnovers that Philly was absolutely, wow. Uh, the all Sixers led out, the right? league in turnovers during the 27-18 season under Brett Brown. They improved slightly the following season and finished 25th with 14.9. Last season, they climbed all the way up to 10th, but then they dropped down to 21st under new head coach Doc Rivers. Uh, but Philly's looseness with the basketball came back to hurt them against Atlanta. 19 turnovers in game one. Uh, three times as many turnovers as Atlanta. 12 to 4 in game four. Because they lost that game too. Game five, another loss. The Hawks won the turnover battle again. And then game seven, they committed 17 turnovers. Atlanta only 10. They won there. Uh, sheesh, man. And then let's see. Wow. Uh, let's see. Doc Rivers' postseason failures. Look at this. Um, Paul George criticized them for a lack of adjustments. That's exactly what we were saying. Doc was trying to play me as a Ray Allen or a J.J. Redick. I can do it, but that ain't my game. I need some flow. I need some mixes of some pick and rolls and post ups. That last season was hard. Ooh. Ooh. From playoff you know P. What? He's he's shown up into it. What, who's Tyron Lue? You know, oh, Ty, Tyron Lue has earned a ton of respect this postseason. Yeah. All right, because we we everybody was like, ah, you know, LeBron and LeBron was basically the coach, and he was just a puppet. Tyron Lue might actually know how to coach. Yeah, I mean, because he, he made the adjustments against Utah. Well. Yeah. Do you, feel, do you feel that the reason why Tyron? had the success and even Nash had the successes because they're closer from being removed from being active players compared to Doc because Doc was a point guard yeah. 30 freaking years ago and uh, you can only do so much in observation and I feel like when you're still a player in today's generation because Nash is still a player of this pseudo generation I think the only difference that changed of it was um, I mean remember Steve Nash was part of that leads. Steve Nash was part of one of those teams that basically brought us into this era that phoenix suns team uh, so he understands it from a from the foundational level because he was part of it so he can tyron coach Lue. a team like that tyron Lue, the same thing like you said i mean remember alan iverson was the one that was stepping over him 
mm-hmm. in, on that shot. You know, he knows. He knows exactly. And you have Doc. When was the last time Doc Rivers played a game? Wow, man. It was like 1980. I'm not sure. Hold on. I'll, I'll look it up, but you keep going. Yeah. I, I'm going to diatribe on this one because part of the problem in basketball and any sport is. Let's see. He played until guys. 96. 96, really 96 played for the Hawks. <laughs> That's funny. I, irony. <laughs> played for the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Spurs. So there you go. That, so that was him. Part of the problem in all professional sports, and you know, Charles fixes an error saying that, you know, hey, 80-something, I'm thinking 96, there you go. But he, he probably wasn't even, like, starter at that point. I don't know enough about Doc Rivers' player that happened. Uh, he, made an, yeah. uh, he made an all-star team in 88, so. Yeah, but that's what was he in his final back ends? Because 96, 95. Oh, I mean, 96? Hold on. 1996. 1996. He was with the Spurs, and I don't know if that was that season. The Spurs that basically were awful, and then they got, you know, Tim Duncan. Twin so, Towers? So yeah. There you go. I think that was the following year. Yeah. But either way, um, yeah. But maybe he's a product of this whole good old boys club where just because you're a good coach, you get rotated on, you always have these job options. I mean, exactly. I mean, look at Stan Van Gundy. He keeps yeah, getting jobs. Yeah, that was jobs. such a bad hire. But you know? New Orleans was smart enough to be like, Nah, man. <laughs> exactly. Nah. Oh, but Philly's paying him a lot of money. Philly they is paying him a lot and, of and money. And that's the thing, too. Okay, so with Doc, if you were going to kind of be Ooh. stuck with that, um, you want to kind of like work into all means that is going to be helping you. But I said it in the very beginning that, you know, it was just gonna. Yeah, he's supposed Ooh. to get you there. You Five there years, forty million dollars. That's what Philly's paying him right now. Oh, so man. year one is done. We got four more years left. How? And that, that's I, the thing. How, how are you gonna blow it up? Because you got to a little bit. I mean, yeah, they got to figure out a way to to do. I mean, sheesh, you're in the Eastern Conference. It's it's doable to at least make the Eastern Conference Finals, right? You would think, but. I, you can't with, I mean, look, I, I, I mean, Doc Rivers has gotten teams to the Eastern to their conference finals. He's got to the NBA fine, finals. fine. You, you, but I mean, this roster, you can't with Ben Simmons. You just can't unless, you know, what like you said, he goes and gets somebody to coach him up, or I don't know, sees a sports psychologist or whatever. I have no idea what's what's going on. You know, I, I don't know if he's still dating that uh, one of those the gender kid. Uh, chicks maybe he has to dump her because you know james harden improved his career when he dumped one of those kardashian chicks that might be a thing james harden improved his career by not eating chicken wings (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so and so uh, something's got to be done because this philly team no bueno no no i mean regular season but a lot of teams as lebron learned regular season doesn't matter well, it doesn't. And so what I would comment on, because the talking heads right now are loving this because it gives them for the news because it does what all the talking heads want. Yeah, you bring, in Charles, you bring in Charles Barkley, who was a former Sixer, to come in and just start be like, whoa, I can't believe you're in Philly and all this stuff. It was terrible, you know, all that yeah, stuff. And then everybody talking about clean breaks because everybody's like, 
you know, we need to give even Magic, and we love Magic. Magic's like, ah, oh, you know, you need to trade and give a clean break, and everybody forgets that thirty-five million dollar album. Well, Magic wasn't a great contract. executive, as we all remember. So, yeah, you know. know. <laughs> but you know, but the, but the problem is, is that Lemming Links, man, and they're just gonna follow the Pied Piper, and it's gonna lead mm. them to the road and get ran over. But the only teams that could probably take Ben Simmons now, inheriting what he has, is the team who is. Young have a crap ton of draft picks and a whole bunch of money because they don't pay people. And who is that team I'm saying Ben Simmons would go to if they did trade him? Sacramento. Oh, <laughs> no, that's just just quit. Just go play back to Australia. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. I, I, I would say Oklahoma because yep. whoever their coaches are, they're going to be like, all right, we need a point guard who can kind of ball handle but who can also shoot off ball. Who did they just acquire and trade for? Old ass Al Horford who, you know, um, Brad Stevens looks me dead in my face and says, you know, Horford's going to be a conditional piece of what we need, and I think he's going to be a good influence. I'm like, how oh, Horford's 35? I know he was playing good and everything like that, but I, I, if you were going to shed money to get rid of um, Kemba, maybe I'm just a Kemba guy, but if you're yeah. going to shed money to get rid of Kemba and you had to inherit a Horford trade, that's when you bring a three-man team into this because really it's just like, hey, I flipped a first-round pick for Al Horford. Right. And that's like a terrible thing because we're not in 2009 anymore. Um, so you, you put into that with Shea, you put Kemba, Shea, Giglius, Alexander, I can never say the name properly, maybe Luang Dort, try to hold on to him even though he can increase his shooting, but he's very young, very productive. Um, or he will, could be productive. And then you have Ben Simmons kind of floating in between. That could be a 3 to guy, but you know it can also confuse offenses of you have two primary ball handlers yeah. and you can change the flow of the game you want to know where we learned that from brooklyn this year because it was supposed to be Kyrie, and then it went into Harden, and it, it flowed so much better yeah and then sometimes it went to durant for iso if anything if you can't get homeboy to shoot properly teach him how to iso and then post up and try <laughs> to get <laughs> to the rim i don't man. think philly do you think philly will be able to do that because, uh... No, well, because Doc's philosophy isn't that. Yeah. You, know, you, you looked at it, and you were the great thing about this for us like... is that we're not NBA professional experts, but we have at least endured 15 years of watching Doc Rivers coach. So you kind of know his style. Single man distributor, lobs, big man stuff, find the man open for three. Mm-hmm. You can't get growth because is it talking about maximizing the talent around you? Tell me, Francisco, is there a single superstar... I was drafted under Doc Rivers' accord that became so much better. I mean, Doc Rivers has never... Doc Rivers, aside from that or... Maybe Blake. That uh, itself, maybe, because he became more of a spot-up shooter. But is that because of Doc or is that because of Blake? Well, I think... Hold on. The way I'm thinking... I'm thinking about Doc Rivers' career, and I don't think he's ever been able to coach up a player for the most part. For the most part, I mean, let's see. We've got Orlando, but they traded for Tracy McGrady. We got Boston, but they traded for KG Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce is already there. At, I mean, by the I point. would say that his his and, to that would be I got um, Rajon Rondo, but <laughs> Rajon is basically all you want is a point first, pass yeah. first, productive guy, and. What I don't let's see, and Blake, Blake was in was already there when Doc Rivers got to the Clippers, 
but I remember his game traded up a little bit because yeah. I think they they fired Vinny Del Negro I think after one or two seasons and then came in Doc because that's when they traded but, Chris. Right, but either way, Blake was already there. It was it was correct, and I and I don't know how much of Doc was coaching him up more than anything else when you got Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan on your team and stuff like that to help you out. So I, I don't know how much Doc actually coaches up players. I think for the most part of that Boston team in 2008, he managed them well enough, you know? It's kind of, but I, but once again, you got three Hall of Famers, so so you, you that was the goal. <laughs> so whereas everywhere else, I mean, Blake's not making the Hall of Fame, and, you know, really the only one he had was Chris Paul, but once again, enough talent to get there, to get to a Western Conference Finals, enough talent to 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 at least have another shot at another title uh missed out that second time in boston and then peter i mean the once again the celtics had their window was pretty open for quite a while right they were rubbing up against the heat um, for four year window uh well like from 2008 to 2013 because that's when the heat beat them too so yeah. i mean that was as that's a pretty long window in basketball so he had that and the clippers they had their window open too okay they had the window open too i mean yeah i know the warriors came in but the warriors were challenged all right the rockets were there they were doing their thing the thunder were there as well so it wasn't like they couldn't be able to do that it wasn't that they didn't have the talent for it so there's that and now philly philly with probably their best shot at making the nba finals right now you know, with Brooklyn gone, because I think that was probably their bigger of the challenges. So okay, then face off against Milwaukee and see what goes down. But now it's yeah, it's now now it's like wow, have the last what eight nine years of this process has it all been a waste? <laughs> oh boy, I love it. Oh boy! I love it, and why? And you're in it? year one under this new coach. You're in year one already. To to leave my last reps on Philly because you know they'll be next season when we talk about it. But I'm done with them now. In this sense, is this? It's because the only thing, the thing that you should thrive on as a fan base or as not a fan base as an organization is your fans. And I think to subject your fans to the kind of losing purposely. I don't think it's like Detroit because Detroit's gonna be a long rebuild, but they come out so openly about it to encourage tank. They got the first pick in the draft because ranked, of course, because of course the worst team in the NBA got it. But they actually drafted two young guys um, last year. I forget their names. I had it earlier today, but don't ask me to remember people's names if I can't recall. Right, where they had some interesting productions going from there, building into it. Um, they're gonna. I, I didn't watch really a lot of college basketball this year, so I know there's that camp kid, but I think that's his name. But I don't know a full way to kind of say what the impacts of me. Basketball's weird too when you're drafting kids. Um, but with Philly, it's like they were like, we're gonna take these losses, we're gonna kind of go from there, and then we're going to just kind of, you know, tell you to endure for not one, not two. But it was like three years, guys, because Embiid didn't play immediately. Simmons right. didn't play immediately. Um, they both tore their ACLs and their knees and everything like that, and then you're just kind of subjected to that ridiculousness. And 
you don't win. It's not like the Cleveland Browns, man, where you just suck, but you have a loyal fan base. Um, it's it's called basically like you suck because you're purposely trying to suck. Like I, I bring up the Browns as an example because they were our conversation last week about like, oh hey, who you should redact and not redact, but um, or contract from the thing. But Cleveland was like, we're gonna tank. We're gonna suck. They were just a product of like tanking by hiring incompetent coaches, Hugh Jackson, to go oh as they say one fifteen, have all these guys bad draft picks, things like that. They were trying to make it fit. They understand the foundation, so. That's what makes the team feel like you understand that you suck where we love you. Same way if how you do with like the Oakland Athletics in baseball, where you're like, you have a very small window because your drafting was excellent, but we just can't pay these guys. Mm-hmm. And Philly's like, we have money. They're owned by a, a, a sports conglomerate. I mean, they're in uh, Philadelphia. Every yeah, Philly team have, has money. Every Philly every, team has money. Every. And then they're like, but we're going to really kind of tank it. We're going to collect all these draft picks. Philly ain't in the small market. And you know what's crazy, Francisco? If you say you kept everybody, Let's, let's change it up a little bit. You kept Carter Williams. You kept um, Fultz. Mm-hmm. You kept Embiid. You, you, Cork Magnus is there still. I think they have the uh, Dario Saric guy who's not there anymore. I think he went elsewhere. Um, or it was our Cork Magnus left or Saric left? Because you got to remember there was more people in that draft because it wasn't just one lottery pick. It was several. They traded guys like Drew Holiday away. who's now in Milwaukee. Like, go in there. Um, and then you kept Embiid, but if you're starting five, let's say all things are relative. Let's say you kept to the process. If that five was literally um, Fultz, Simmons, Michael Carter-Williams, um, Saric, and Embiid, that's not a good team, man, right? It's three guys who can't shoot. <laughs> Saric, who I, I don't know if he's under or over, if it's Cork Madison now that's kind of popped in. And I'm trying to remember if Michael Carter was pre-Hanky, but I think he was Hanky's thing because – my Carter Williams was like 2014, um, and then you had Embiid. I'm like that. That on paper's not good. So the process means nothing. Not because you don't have those guys there, but two of those guys are barely in the league, barely healthy, and might be on the Guangdong Sharks overseas. Think on that. <laughs> Crazy man. Crazy. Whereas there's the Heat. We're like we're gonna pick Justice Winslow. But you know we got Justice like number 12 <laughs> in the draft. It's a precious Achua. Where do we get him? Lower in the round than the first round because of how successful we were accumulating everything like that. Where do we get Bam? XYZ. Tyler? XYZ. These, I would rather that our mid-round non-lottery guys suck because you're always taking that chance. But these are guys that you get in that first round picks, third round picks, all, oh not third round picks, third picks in the first round, first picks in the first round, and it's a mountain of nothing. What does that say about evaluation? And that's it. I got nothing else in the film. I'm good. Oh. That was Randy Marsh from the, uh, it wasn't me, it was Ghost kind of thing. It was just screwed everything. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so let me, uh, let's get a small one out of the way. I actually have a small segment for once in a while. Uh, so let, let's just go to, let me see what we got here. Uh, just a quick one. A Gottlieb's goons. Because uh, uh, something came up. That uh, kind of was kind of weird on Marlon's Twitter. Um, I run Marlon's history on there, so I am a semi-prominent member of Marlon's Twitter. Because that's what happens when you get a thousand followers. But that's fine. But um, uh, one person, uh, the Fish Army, who is also uh, fun to follow if you're a Marlon's fan. Posted a, a Instagram story 
he posted like a he recorded an Instagram story from Starling Marte of uh, I don't know how uh, I mean it doesn't seem like it's been a, made a big deal so because it wasn't him it wasn't him and I don't think I will even get anything yeah, no, 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 and no, no. He his his uh his Twitter account almost got suspended just for posting that, because uh, it's basically uh what happened was Stalling Marte reposted. It wasn't him that was doing it. It was reposting a video, likely from the Dominican Republic, because that's where he's from, of some dude who zip tied a rat uh, to a firework, uh, a, a rocket, and then shot it up into the air, and it probably exploded and died. So, so that was what was going on, and I was like, at first, I, I didn't really notice. I was like, oh, no way, this man actually did that. Because on, on, it was an off day for the Marlins, and the Marlins were coming back to Miami. So I'm like, oh, they're, they're probably here, you know? You know, unlike, you know, at McDonald's, where they surely don't have rats in the meat. At least, it, I can't say. It's marinated. <laughs> Oh, I found a. Oh, we're gonna lose sponsorships. They better not hear this. Um... Listen, I love your I love your McChickens. Two McChickens and a small fry. Bring back the Buffalo spicy uh, McChickens. Mm. I'm so happy. <laughs> so, uh, no. One one of the things that I I was looking around for was a because uh, somebody was tweeting something. Uh, there was like a rat. I was trying to find like a rat gif about something about selling Marte because the Marlins uh, he's he's a free agent after the season and he's very valuable and the Marlins would love to have him stay and I was trying to find a, a, a poignant rat gif to respond to something about that but I couldn't find one but apparently there's a lot of gifs about uh, showing people diving into a pool with the 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 caption being uh rats what rats be like jumping into the deep fryer at kfc so something tells me that a lot of kfc's might have this issue which um i i, I just i don't know but Dude, I, it's it's so good even animals want to eat it that's why it's finger looking good right? that finger you know it's 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 that it's that nice Bro, little Master t- Splinter. That was like well. Pizza. That's one Master of the eleven Splinter herbs. It's one of the eleven herbs and spices. It's a no, mystery. Like a, it could be right. So I will. I will walk off the show. You do not insult. <laughs> you do not insult the current <laughs> in my presence. Where okay, so yeah, he reposted that, and you know some people were offended by it, and then eventually it turned into this other guy named Takes Were Made. He's also a Marlins fan, South Florida sports fan. He talked about how he used to be Chuck E. Cheese at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, and he literally posted a video of him dancing in the costume as Chuck E. Cheese. And suddenly there were a bunch of very uh, very sexual posts about Chuck E. Cheese. What the hell? Man? You know, the old, the old costume Chuck E. Cheese, by the way. The OG. Uh, it got kind of weird. It got funny at, at the same time. I'm like, that was an interesting day in, in Marlon's Twitter history. But just the godly goons to Tony Marte for reposting that. Latin American players, apparently it's it's a thing. They, repo- they repost a lot of animal cruelty. And it's a thing for Latin America because uh, Latin Americans... And I could say this because I am Latin American, so don't... Whatever. 
uh, don't really care about animals that much, regardless if it's a rat or whatever. I mean, innocent little rat, whatever, man. Sheesh. I know people kill them and stuff, but uh, don't do it humanely I mean, if you can. Do it humanely. I mean, he probably read that. Whoever you know, he was like, "Oh, you know, rats spread the plague." We're in the yeah, you know, or COVID. or or maybe maybe he was trying to pull Scott Mellenby, <laughs> and he's like, "You know, he killed a rat, and suddenly the Florida Panthers went to the Stanley Cup Finals." So maybe maybe if I blow up this, well, remember he did not blow up the rat; it was a repost allegedly. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, you could tell, you could tell, like by the surrounding area, there's no way that man lives in that kind of a uh, crap crap hole uh, that that rat was shot from in miami uh especially with the money he makes so no 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 it, 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 it was a repost i'm just i gotta state that just in case starting Marte is listening to this for some reason and not playing yeah. baseball because the marlins are losing two nothing to the well, blue you jays sh- you know what I, I, you could say that i'm gonna not rub on his nuts for two seconds <laughs> bro what the hell are you doing rubbing like a you know a, a let's show a video on uh, instagram of a racket and blow but then he'll sign with the yankees and you'll be like hey Marte. I mean, look, I don't have, I'm not saying I have morals. I'm like, talk smack about you. You know, that's part of being a Yankee yeah, fan. Yeah. I mean, it's better than being the Boston Red Sox who Alex Cora mm. basically dishonored everything. But I mean, come on. We're not, mm. we're not about animal crew. And I know it's rats, but they still exist in the world. Because yeah, and some people actually keep too. them as pets, so, you know. And I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say it now, and this is going to be pure conjecture and speculation, but I have to do the fake outrage because someone has to. Yeah, I just yeah. think of the kids. You know Starling Marte, if he put it on there, it's because he probably thought it was funny or humorous. Oh yeah, no, no. There was a little laugh emoji and all that stuff. I mean he no, he thought it was he thought it was funny and I'm like Ah, Latin America. Latin America. Yep, this is I think I think that's a lot of people. And you know, I mean at the end of the day, I don't wanna say it's inconsequential, unfortunately, but that's the cynic in me where I'm like it's inconsequential. But is he a goon? Yeah, of course. Because the younger you are, the famous you are I think, unfortunately, not to be in that position, but we can't all take the Charles Barkley, but like, I'm no, you know, I'm going to do my voice. I'm no uh, role model to these kids kind of thing. I mean, that's not more Shaq than Chuck, but, you know, I don't know. But that's like my, my mindset or my thought process. I think I did a bit of Charles Barkley. I did a bit of Chuck. Yeah, you did, you did it for me. I got the yeah. Shaq thing. Yeah. Because I want to sell you Papa Jones. So, so, oh, Matt, we could do our own inside the NBA. So can we? Oh, my God. That, that oh. should be a parody podcast. <laughs> you do Chuck, I do Chuck. You said, oh, I'm going to knock your ass out because I'm yeah. as good as movie ever made. Yeah, man. Guys, we have an idea here. <laughs> we have an idea, and I am, like, more about this than my yeah. actual work in life. Andrew, Andrew could be Ernie, and then uh, I don't know who could play. Oh, my God. I don't know Andrew who would be the most We'd have to get a guest to play Kenny. Maybe Doug could play. I don't know if, Ken, if Doug can do a Kenny, but we'll, we'll see. Kenny's very hard to do. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I mean, yeah, maybe. Oh, man. But let me run. We, we created a monster here. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to listen to a parody podcast? Now? I would. I would love to script that out, script it out a little bit, but then you know, because obviously they're just off, off the. Oh man. Okay, so that, that, that's it for Golly's that's a good goons. goon. That's yeah. a good goon. Yeah, it's the only one that I have. Aside from, I have one. Oh, okay. but I don't know if it's a goon or if he's just my hero. But I'm gonna let you decide. <laughs> okay. So, Joe Girardi is in oh, part a goon yes. and in part not a goon. So he's the first ever bro goon because the goon part of it is as you kids know what we have now is every pitcher is basically going to be inspected by every you know, manager with oh this petty. has been fun 
I thought it was just going to be like day a, two and it's been fun. It's it just been great. I thought it was just going to be a like start or beginning of the innings. I, I, you know, because there's a difference between rules and the practice. I didn't know that managers could have the webbles to just go and be like, Oh, I want him inspected now. Or, you know, I didn't check him in the first inning. Cause to me, it should be the first inning you should do it. And then your last inning play and the rest of it, you take it because we're trying to slow up baseball. We're, we're trying to speed up baseball. We're not trying to slow it, but not once. Not twice, but three times a lady, that is Joe Girardi, my former Yankee player, my former Yankee manager who got us our last World Series, basically was trying to get, of all people, Max Scherzer, who is a three-time Cy Young winner, a great, one of my favorite pitchers to watch in this generation, and Max became Mad Max, not Mighty Max, a TV show that I never finished, and I also played the Sega Genesis game, which one day I will try to find and figure and emulate, because my father, when I was living in Jack Science, Queens, at five years old, I was on the final level, and back in those days, kids, when you had the Sega Genesis, um, you don't get the safe, you remove the cartridge, because I didn't want to go to the party, I still remember that to this day, Dad. Um, but, you know, Max became Mad Max, and was basically like, you want to try, bro? Um because he was talking back, he was staring down Joe Girardi, and Joe Girardi does this goon thing, because you're the manager, and I think sometimes it's silly for managers even to get ejected. I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's how I feel. But then Joe Girardi gets injected in a game by coming out to talk smack to, um, to Max Scherzer, so you're kind of a goon for just giving the you are the prime example of how bad of an idea it was for this this policy to come in and if all people accusing max scherzer here's the thing man you did it so many times three times it's not like it's definitely not like trevor bauer like hey man i I would question that oh yeah my boy garrett cole who listen he snake pitted it but granted Mm. he's good without it now i don't care but you're doing this to him? Come on, man. But then you're a bro. Were you really? I didn't know Joe Girardi was that jacked. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's he, coming to 50-something. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You know, he, 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 ain't, he ain't looking like my freaking um, Charlie Manuel, man. No. He ain't looking like Sweet Lou Fidella. He's looking like, you know, he's going to take your daughter to the prom if she's 18, bro. Joe Girardi's going to sue us. But, <laughs> you know, he'll do that. You know, Joe Dre looks like he's a, he's a guy that'll steal your wife at the gym, brah. You know, be careful, Max. So part of it a goon, part of it a bra, man. And, and I, I loved it and I hated it. Um, I hate the rule, the way now that I'm seeing it in place. Like, I get the idea that you should, to a degree, haven't even played for, but I think there's a simplicity to it. Start of the inning, end of the inning, when you're done the mountain, you get to go wherever, and MLB just has some other secondary. I, I, I don't now, know. I don't get what, okay. I, I don't understand, and I guess this is goons to Major League Baseball too. Because hey, yeah, well, why not? Right, well, who, who's our who's our eternal goon? What, oh yeah, Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred. Yeah, so always. A goon. I, I don't know why. Okay, doesn't Major League Baseball like the NHL? NHL has their their employees at every single arena, right? You have the guys who are you know keeping watch at, uh, of the time of the, uh, of, the of the time and of of, of the goals uh, behind. It's not just the refs. It's not just the refs and linesmen. It, it's 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 a, a a crew, a crew of people that live at the place where the NHL team is is at, and they're they're neutral, and then they they just officiate the game that way. You know, administratively. I don't get why Major League Baseball doesn't do the same thing with like, okay, have your your, you know, unbiased uh, inspectors, okay? In, major League inspectors that, well, I don't know, one in each dugout, I have no idea. Or they, they, they do a sweep of 
of of the dugouts before the games. They they check the pitchers before they go out to play. You know, to start the game. You know, make sure the uh, you have one in the bullpen as well for each team, and you run it that. Just hire like four or five guys just you to do that. Know this with how quickly they made these implications a month and change into the season. Right. So it was not thought out. What happened was, yeah. you know, how, how do we? Want and to if say it this? wasn't thought conspiracy out, conspiracy theory started. Didn't, this is. I mean, I'm, this is entertaining for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is absolutely entertaining. Pretty soon you're just gonna see Dusty I mean, Baker just kind of squared up see, with uh, Garrett Cole. Did I'm you see it. Sergio Romo? Oh yeah. yeah. Did you see he, Sergio Romo? Like, oh, you want to more intimate, less intimate at the TSA, guys, <laughs> than in in baseball. You know, Sergio Romo was literally like, he's like, oh me, okay, and he just threw his glove onto the ground, threw his hat, and then took off his belt, and then like showed off a little bit of uh, underneath his pants, just a little bit. All, all you had just... to do was just play Genuine's Pony, and you know <laughs> it, we, we had ourselves a damn good time, man. And then and then you had you Darvish, who was like very polite in Japanese while doing it, you know, oh, you know. There we go. That that's that's the way you did it. Okay. Uh, so so there's so there's that. Oh, but it's been entertaining. But yeah, yeah. Much like it's gonna get old. Oh uh, yeah, it will. And much like anything with Major League Baseball, yeah, they didn't think it through. So you know what cracks me up? The first person, of course, the first pitcher inspected on this was Jake Degrom because he's ERA is point five oh, bud, mm. with hitters in position. Point five one, and of course he's the first guy that someone had a chance at. Ah, uh, love it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh boy, this is this is this is fun. This is this is a lot of fun. But I, I can't. I, we got to get Andrew's take on it when for next week. Let's kind of remind it because a- Andrew strikes me as the purest. Mm-hmm. You know, of the idea when it comes to sports, the integrity of the sports, the uh, <laughs> like there's any integrity in baseball. Come but, on now. <laughs> but I, I think out of the three of us just have how what we've been doing this show together for three years. You know, whereas me, I'm like, you know, eat the rich mentality sometimes. Or like, we need complete chaos and re- rejuvenation. Let's have fun with this. And you're sometimes you're of the mind of me. But I, but I also love Andrew's thing because I think he's like, this is happening stupid. So it's that kind of behavior that mm-hmm. always throws up for me that I enjoy thoroughly with him. Um, because Andrew loves his baseball, he loves his pitching, and he loves his Tyler Glasnow, who's doing trash this year, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, the Rays, are, and, and uh, the Rays have uh, kind of been slipping a little bit lately, so. But now he's got his Wander guy, Wander Franco. Yeah. Wander Franco. But they keep Franco, losing. There's, yeah, and then there's what? the Yanks just, you know, screwing up to the Royals because we don't have any holders, but, you know, that's a... That's a <laughs> We're coming close, man. It's like close enough. I'm like, I can't do I'm 31 what, years what old, is Francisco. My heart can't go. We're down 2-0 to the Royals. We yeah. all, but, bro, we had the lead yesterday. And then Lozega just messed it up. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm 31. I'm going to be 32 oh, soon. Man. My blood pressure, my heart. I'm not trying to make it to 60, kids. I'm not even trying to make it to 50. 40, though. I want to make it to 40. And mm. then the Yankees, middle of the rotation lineup. Is really depriving me of that opportunity. Uh, the Marlins' lack of offense. Oh, you—you is... you must be feeling worse. <laughs> I don't know how many one-run losses we have this season. Trevor Rogers we, and Sandy Alcantara have been—I would—I would love to have one of them. We have a big three. We literally have a big three in Alcantara, in Trevor Rogers, who is going to be the rookie of the year if he keeps playing like this, and. Know. And Pablo Lopez, we have a big three. We have possibly a big five if uh, Sixto Sanchez can ever stop posting uh, his his uh, his bling on on Instagram and actually rehab for once. Um, 
and, and, and some other guys, Elias Hernandez or Edward Cabrera, who might be ready to go at some point. The Marlins have pitching. They have it right there. We just need hitting. And we have some in the minor leagues, but they're not going to up. And, you know, the Marlins are kind of weird where it's like they will literally not score any runs. And it doesn't matter where. Before the excuse was, well, Marlins Park is way too massive. And, you know, we keep telling our Lord and Savior to to bring in the fences just a tiny bit more, lower them a little bit. But, uh, you know, they, they like what they've got so far. And then you got... Um, now it's like it's both there. Aren't we? I think we have an awful record on the road. So it's basically we can't hit anywhere. <laughs> and Our good friend Jeremy Taché, who is on there for Swings and Misses and is there for Bally Sports... Um, I was reading the record is that you guys are like five and eleven or five and sixteen in one run games. Oh yeah, Maybe yeah, even it higher. is. Like, it is awful. And I don't think people understand what that means when you're saying, you know, with that that saying that your pitching was so good, and your team still has to take the L and, and because you just can't score. Mind you, the, two years these ago. are like it's not like one run games where it's like okay, you're you're playing in Colorado and you're losing, you know, you're losing nine to eight or whatever. No, no, these are one run games where it's like it's three to two, it's two to one. You know, it's one nothing. Where we literally had Sandy Alcantara throw a complete game, and he lost the in the ninth inning against the Cardinals. Yadier Molina with a walk off, yeah. and yeah. it was one nothing. I mean, so what, more, what more could you do? What more could you do? So, and then you have they go to Wrigley to play the Cubs. And they win the first two games by scoring basically like 22 runs in the first two games, like winning 10 nothing, and then like 12, 12 to 1 the next game, and then promptly losing the next night. So I don't know what's going on. They And they, they've been like this. They've, they've had these just massive offensive blow-ups where it's like, oh, wow, I guess they can hit. And then they don't spread, the, they don't spread it around. I don't know why. What that probably means is that it's when they're going against a four and five pitcher. Yeah, that's my only guess because that's how we're kind of like the same way lately because we've woken up and then we kind of die out. But anytime we kind of go against an ace, I, I can't recall us being able to destroy an ace. Since no, I think, I think the Marlins got, I don't know who's the best pitcher with the Cubs, Hendricks or whatever, Kyle. Is it Kyle? Yeah. Kyle. Yeah, I, I think I think we got one on him. So I don't, I don't think the Marlins, it's, I don't think it's just that. I think it's. It's just the offense. When it's on, it's on, and when it's off, everybody's off. It doesn't matter if you know if we if we if we got you know uh, uh, Rat Rocket Man or or Miguel Rojas or or Jazz. It, it's just uh, okay. Whatever. Jazz is impressive, though. Oh, I love Jazz. Games, Everybody loves Jazz. Marlins, I'm like, right. yeah. I mean, this is essentially his rookie season too. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Gottlieb's goons uh, done, and let's let's hand over to. Uh, uh, a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, have been enjoying over the past week. So, Charles, you have anything to start out? I started out last time, but I can start out again if you want me to. I, I'm going to give two. I'm going to give two All because right. you had one for Andrew when he wasn't there, and mm-hmm. I'll be the one who gives for Andrew here. But so, and I, I hate to do it, but you know we're going to have to double sponsor it. You mentioned them last week, so when Francisco played <laughs> Satan. <laughs> in my Adam and Eve garden oh. <laughs> and mm, telling like me smelter. to eat the forbidden fruit and I was warned not to like in Smelter, Eve, angry going to paradise, go and kill people um, not like that play video game wise 
he is like, oh yeah, you know, Burger King has this chicken and it was really good. I'm like, oh, Burger King, I'm gonna get. But the only thing I like from Burger King from their chicken stuff was very plain and simple. I, yeah, I, I think everybody liked their chicken fries. It's a, it's a weird component that we all love. But he's like, oh no, it's really good. I, I was like, okay, so I'll try it. So I went last Wednesday or Thursday, and I had the um, spicy chicken sandwich. And what I ate should not have tasted that good for fast food. What I ate should basically be kind of like what it felt like a mom and pop shop. What I ate was so good that I had a gyro for dinner today before I went on the show. And I'm thinking about getting that chicken sandwich. Because, yes, they have the regular chicken, they have the deluxe chicken, and they have the whatever. But I was there and I was waiting. I'm like, okay, well, do you have this? And then out, because you hadn't had a spicy chicken chicken sandwich. And I had it. And when I saw it, I'm salivating right now, Francisco. And when I saw it was just this dunked, dunked. And when I say dunked, I'm talking about like poster. I'm talking about Shaquille O'Neal called dunked chicken and nice sausage, spicy buffalo barbecue sauce, whatever you call it. Deliciousness, which has a pickle. They even asked me if I wanted cheese, but I was good, guys. I didn't have the cheese, but boy, should I have got it. And it is big, and it was crispy, but tender. Not crispy that it would hurt my teeth. It was succulent. It was airy. It was fantastic. Even the bun was a little buttered. For eight dollars? What? There are places that will rip you off and say that's for 12 Have you been to... BJ's Brew House? Have you been to um, Matchbox? Kids, there's all these other places. I'm sure there's other, not Matchbox, I'm thinking, I'm thinking down at Sunrise, there's another place. Come on, you, you live closer to there. Anyway, all these establishments that would charge like $12, $13 for it. And I got that at my Burger King for $8.99. I even had the fries, I didn't care. It was so good, I loved it. Francisco, you had it. Right? The spicy one? <laughs> what is it that you feel about that spicy? Because okay. I'm Burger King spicy so, chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. So, okay. It's going to be a double team. It's a double dip. So, a promo code, kids. Double dip. Oh, yeah. So, I had this. Okay. I had the chicken five days in a row. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> I had it. I had it five days in a row. I looked after day three, which is day three was when I finally tried the spicy one. Uh, I was just looking for an excuse to go get it uh, each time. And so uh, let's see. I got I got uh, or no, was it five or was it six? I'm not sure now. Francisco, um, buddy. <laughs> is it because of oh, and also at Burger King, because it's still Pride Month, if you eat and order their chicken, they donate. So that we're just doing our due service. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, and by the way, if you order like online or on their app, uh, you can get a free Whopper with it. So no, Matt, listen, there, there, there's excessive even for me. All right, bud. You can get a free Whopper with it. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Burger King's just trying to give Whoppers away at this point. Uh, so like they, uh, I finally tried the spicy one on day three. And I went to a Burger King that is close to my job, and I consider it a bad Burger King. And me and Andrew, so you're think you're going to different Burger Kings so they don't judge you, right? Because that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 this is the, let's see, the first two. 
Uh, the first time was at a West Palm Beach Burger King, which is actually a really good Burger King next to the uh, post office, the main post office over there. Anyways, <laughs> next to the airport. And then they, uh, I went to the second one at the Bag Burger King, but even they couldn't mess up the, the regular chicken on that day. Then I, I went to get the spicy one at the Bad Burger King, and they didn't mess that one up either. Because what I tried, well, when I first opened it, it looked like a a crime scene because there was just blood all over the place from, from that sauce. But I was like, this is enticing. <laughs> this is, oh, I'm starting to like salivate. I'm like, and I started realizing, oh, it's the sauce right? that's spicy. It ain't the chicken, which is like what they do at Wendy's, where it's the breaded chicken that's actually spicy. No, it's the sauce. And I'm like, oh, I can regulate the amount of heat that I want, you know, with regards to this. And so I tried that and I'm like, oh, it's 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 you know it's not that spicy you know compared to whatever you can get someplace else you know or, but it's it's got enough of a kick to it it's got a flavor it's got enough of a kick it's got that it's nice sweet and tangy type of flavor to it yard and, house that's the place i was thinking of the chicken ah sandwich. yard house yep yeah where everything's expensive um and and then the aftermath where i'm just like because that's if i get the wendy's one i know done I know, like, I'll be back in about an hour and a half sitting on a toilet. Um, whereas the chicken, no, 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 nothing happened. Normal bowel movements continued the next day. No, no. So I'm like, oh, but I ate the regular uh, deluxe the next few days. Oh, buddy, no. Uh, the next few days. And then uh, I uh, I had to stop because I realized that I had a problem. <laughs> Because I should not, I should not be that much of a fan of a chicken sandwich, but I have been with the spicy chicken and some of that subliminal or that actually not subliminal, that blatant advertising because uh, they advertise behind the pitcher's mound at Marlins Park. Buddy, you know, this is terrible. Our sponsor is McDonald's. And we are not <laughs> advocating. Really I just realized that we've been talking about Wendy's and Burger King. <laughs> I mean, okay. So oh, McDonald's, I would love if wait, a McDonald's wait. ad just popped up right now because we've been getting putting, that and Smelter at the same time. Putting putting it on the record, on the record, McDonald's for sponsoring <laughs> us. If you sponsor us for next week's show, I will have your new spicy chicken yeah. crisp, uh, crispy sandwich. Get, yeah, and I will probably not try your BTS meal <laughs> because I won't. Uh, but you know, y'all can try it out. That's fine. You know, play Eve online, order some takeout, or go by the drive-thru, or get it delivered from, you know, actually, oh man, this is a bad sponsorship for McDonald's, because I'm like, they are way too expensive on the delivery apps, so never mind. Listen, uh, you know what? Go, go drive. Go see nature, yeah. kids. Yeah. Go go to your drive Go, go pay Ronald McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. Yeah, go donate to the Ronald McDonald house for the quarter that you don't need. <laughs> Um, oh boy! Excuses, but it's just so good. So promo my my sponsor, I guess, because I never fully said it. it's not necessarily Burger King. It's a spicy chicken sandwich from mm. Burger King. Yeah, like the artist formerly known as Prince. Promo code double dip because oh man, I want to double dip that. You mm. like fuck you. You just keep doing repeat yeah. offender. Yeah, You're no, repeat offender it was bad. It was really bad. I can't go back for like another month. So. <laughs> Yeah, because they're gonna because the, the poor the poor cashiers are uh, like sir yeah. you need, there, like, there's a, a there's a photo check? of me at the wall uh, on the wall yeah. uh, well luckily no i found the good burger king uh before i went back to uh my parents uh house before i left miami 
So I did find a good Burger King in Miami. And I, so far, I've only eaten there once. So uh, they don't know me yet. And luckily, I won't be going there anytime soon. So by the time I you know, relapse next month, uh, they, they still won't know me. And it'll be nice and fresh. So there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, my non-sponsor, let's, let's go. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Lately, I've been kind of been all spiritual and whatnot and mindfulness and all this other stuff. I've been meditating. All, uh, I've been doing a lot of crap, all right? A lot, a lot of things to, to kind of help myself. So chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. So I actually did a thing that Charles told me to do, and it's like you should read more. And I'm like reading, <laughs> reading's for nerds. So as uh, I'm, uh, even though I, oh, gosh, man, this is this is a guy who is just now selling his Sonic the Hedgehog plushes. <laughs> so so uh, regardless, I, I was like, I don't read, man. Reading, read. Gosh, man, I, I wasn't with. Uh, was it Lavar Burton? Was it, was it Ray 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 Ray? I didn't. I can fly. No. Oh, so high. No, no. So get away from me, Lavar. Just get away from me. All right. I'm not about reading, but I started to actually. I bought a book, Charles, an actual Holy physical crap. book that I can smell and touch. I'm touching it right now. I'm spanking it in the back. You know, if somebody's coming in out of context, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. Uh, this is the book that I, 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 let's see if, uh, I can get on our, uh, overlords at Amazon and see the actual version of this, but it's basically meditations by, uh, Marcus Aurelius. A okay. good recommendation. Yes. Uh, a very good start for anybody that, uh, wants to know about a little bit about stoicism, a little bit about, uh. You know, the human experience. Hey, man, Marcus Aurelius, he was the emperor of Rome. Uh, went through plagues and and wars and lots of trials. His wife cheated on him, you know? Like, he, he, he went through some crap. And he was the emperor of Rome. So even he, he, he went through through trials and tribulations. But, but he, he tried to persevere. He didn't let the... the the position go to his head. I can't find the specific one that I actually got, but there's various different kinds that you can find here. So it's it's you can find the version of meditations that's right for you. You know, luckily Amazon has like the previews and stuff, so you can check out which one that you like. But uh, my particular one is uh, basically an annotated uh, uh, annotated version, which kind of gives you nice historical context. Before you start it, it gives you a, nice, a lot of footnotes to make sure that you understand what the heck Marcus was talking about because I mean, there's some Roman stuff in there that, that you just, you might not know. I'm actually going to read this one, Ikigai. I actually got this one too. Uh, but uh, somebody sent that one to me and I printed it out. So there you go. So that one I'm going to read next. But uh, yeah, man, it, there's a lot of cool little insights into you know how to, how to deal with life. It's basically a journal about he wrote didn't expect anybody to read he was just like for himself and then he died he was the emperor of rome so like yeah let's you know preserve his important works and stuff like that so that's how it survived all these centuries till today but there's a lot of stuff that that is that you can use for your day-to-day -day life a lot of little advice there that you can follow and 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 try to live a better life you know live, live a better deal with deal with everyday life as we all are trying to do and as Mark is trying to do. So, 
Uh, yeah. So, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. That's what I've been reading. I think uh, anybody who's trying to get into mindfulness or stoicism or or anything like that, give that give that a read. A lot of people have read that. A lot of famous people have read that. A lot of world leaders and such have read this book. And yeah, promo Charles has it in his room oh, right yeah. now as we speak. It's yeah. a good bathroom book, kids. Yeah. When you don't when you when you have to charge your phone and you're kind of right. feeling the after effects of your spicy chicken sandwich. Hey man, no after effects for me. A strong constitution. Well, you know, people are weaker than us. It happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I read this. I read this. Actually, there's the version that I had. That's because I took off the paper cover in front of it. But uh, that's the version that I have. The Attitude Edition. All right, twenty yeah. twenty two bucks. I got the hard cover there. I actually wanted a physical book this time because I feel like if I got the Kindle version, it just kind of gave me an excuse not to read it because it's in my phone. Yeah, so that's kind of the issue there. But uh, I'm already on uh, page two hundred eight. I'm on notebook number nine. I'm almost done. He's only got twelve of them. So I'm almost done with it. I might have to reread it. And made some, a lot of people have made notes in it and stuff like that. Uh, you there's do some it books like you gotta every reread. couple of years. Yeah. Do yeah. It, you read it every couple of years, or you read it when you have like a big endeavor in your life. Doesn't mean negative or bad. If you have an idea about changes or how to reflect, wartime situations. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So yeah. You're you're not as pretentious if you read that versus the prince, which I also have too, but I feel like everybody's kind of like pretentious and like, oh I read Machiavelli. No, you just know the word Machiavellian. No. Yeah. Which is that... not Macarena. <laughs> that ain't me. Uh so yeah, yeah. Uh uh promo code uh Memento Mori. Oh god. <laughs> I've been going pretty weird with my last promo codes. Last uh, the last week was limp dick. <laughs> I forgot what led us to that. I know we were laughing about it. Uh, I was talking about the consistent the sogginess of the chicken sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is what happens when Andrew's not here. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, that was my my non sponsor. There you go. Right, and I'll give one final one uh, for here we go. to make it into three, and I'll make it very quick. So I finally beat it. So I'll talk about it. Um, Star Wars Squadrons ah, free on the PS yes. Plus right now. I liked it. It's basically aerial dogfighting. Dog Me and my father, when we were younger, um, used to play on the PS2. A lot of Ace Combat. I apparently made Ace Combat 7, but those things are fast. I like Star Wars. I like dogfighting. It was one of the things I enjoyed in the Battlefront 1 and 2 games that they had that came out recently for the PlayStation. EA Motive made it. I know we always say EA is a bad guy. That's Francisco and Andrew. Charles says, if you make a fun game that I want to play and it's good... I have no gripes with it. I don't care. I'm just a, not the dumb person who goes and buys all that DLC for cosmetics anyway, especially if you're in first-person mode. Why are you buying skins? You can't even see Man, So you can look cool to others? Get up for yourself. But, you know, dogfighting. I haven't played the multiplayer yet because they had the single-player component and the multiplayer component. As you guys know, I'm trying to get through my backlog. 14 missions, main missions in the game. I actually like the characters that they have. Um, going from there, you can play as both the Empire and then the New Republic's people, um, good back and forth, good kind of combat, um, kind of enjoying to kind of be chasing somebody and want to kind of blow them down, especially if they're evading you. Story is kind of, it's like a side story. It's fine. It's well-written, I guess. It's not anything that's going to blow your pants off, but it's enjoyable for what it's worth. Um, I would say the single player was a good 7.5 for me, which is a good score. I bought that for Black Friday last November for 15 bucks. So of course, to my disheartening was the fact that it was free on PS Plus because it always seems to happen to me um, because I have such a backlog but I think it looks pretty, I think the mechanics are pretty good um, I, sh- I you know, I gotta 
at some point find the time to do the multiplayer with it because I think that would be good if I'm listening to any of my audiobooks. I can't do it during the show because anytime if I'm doing multiplayer during the show, I, especially if it's a two-man show, I have to give at least 80% of my attention here, right? Right now I got I got an old game in the background here as we're playing ARMS for the Switch on uh, 2017. I don't think you ever played it. I liked it. I was just like, ah, oh, what do I want to do? And I was going to try the Octopath Traveler prologue, but... I was like, nah, you know what? I, I was like 50 minutes into it in the first half of the show. I was like, yeah. But Star Wars Squadron's fun. I think it's worth the download for anybody that's on the PS Plus. I know it's on the Game Pass, I believe, for Xbox. I'll play it online. I think it does crossplay too. So if you have friends who are doing generational stuff, it's great. Um, I, I think it's a good time. It's, it's not going to be for everybody, but you know, you have to know what you're getting into here. Do you like you know aerial combat assault? If yes, yeah. Do you like Star Wars? Yeah. Um, so I enjoy it. For me, promo code. We'll make it tied to the game. Promo code Starhawk. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've heard the the game's really fun VR. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I think I think those kind of games would be perfect. I, I never got into virtual reality because one glasses and then two. Look, man, I don't need to get nauseous. You know what I mean? Mm. It's gonna happen. I can't even do the zipper anymore when it's on uh, the fair time. You know, the one that you're in the thing and just wander around. Last time I tried that, I was about to puke. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and uh, let's have yeah, been Hyrule Warriors Age of so Calamity DLC came out, and I played through that, but uh, it's not that great. Nintendo can't seem to do DLC right. Well, I right? mean, this one is yeah, it's it's just been like. I think the initial, like, okay, you got initial few missions and stuff. They've added some more missions, which is pretty cool. They added uh, some uh, the the master cycle to Zelda, and Link's got a new weapon. But then it kind of it gets way too grindy for some of the stuff, like to to unlock some of the other things, and it's just more of like upgraded versions of those weapons and things like that. So I'm like, oh, uh, I guess the next update is really like the the good one. That they're gonna have later this year. So potatoes of it all. I would hope so. Yeah, it looks like they'll have more like actual missions. You know, my I don't know if there's an alternate storyline or something like that. But either way, like uh, this one's kind of been like, oh, it's okay. So if I, I if you're waiting for it, I'd wait for it. You know, it's not necessary to play it right now. So that's that's fine. I'm, and I'm playing Doom Eternal's the Ancient Gods DLC right now on the Switch. I'm playing the, the so I'm playing through that. It's been actually more challenging, and I play on the easiest mode. So and I've died a few times already, so it's actually a lot more challenging. But it's still fun. It's still Doom. So kind of you, you you die and you just want to keep going. So that that's that's been a more enjoyable experience. So I'll go from there. And I'll see what happens when I what I feel like playing later. I'm not sure what'll be yeah, next. Yeah, I gotta decide what to start as my new single player, and I don't have that. <sighs> I might I might finally do Pokemon Sword or Shield. Yeah, I might just... Yeah, Pokemon you'll blast through. That'll be... Yeah, I felt it was way too easy. So you'll blast through that one. And... Uh, it's also a good game to play during the show. Oh, yeah, no, that's perfect. No that's perfect. Yeah, you just kind of run into Pokemon, you walk, run into more Pokemon, you walk again. So... Then, uh, yeah, then... I'm not sure what I'm gonna go with next. I'm thinking something on my actual PC so I can sit down and play something when I get home from yeah. work. Ever do Arkham Knight? I haven't yet, but I don't know if I want to make that time commitment. I'd like maybe something in the 10-hour range, I don't know, or something a little 
a little different out of my my normal comfort zone with regards to gaming so not maybe sure. you could do squadrons it's only like 11 12 hours i'm not spending money <laughs> that's the thing i can't i can't spend money so i'll just i'll just wait and see i'll figure it out i'll figure it out anyways uh and i think i got i think i got operation flashpoint just now for free so that just gonna... oh and i got control i might play that i got control yo, yo. i know you yeah. played that Oh yeah, I got the DLC for it too. That's when the ultimate. Oh, that's I, oh wow! Charles bought the DLC. That means it's good. So I, what happened was with the DLC, Ross for Christmas gave me like a PSN card, and then the DLC went on sale for like eight bucks. I'm like, yeah, I gotta buy this. And then what happens the following month? The Ultimate Edition of Control was for free. I'm like, son of a bitch, you know. So upset. I will tell you now though, it's definitely a next gen game or a high end PC because it's such a technical, you know. I don't want to call it master, a technical worker because there's a lot of stuff going on that for the PC I'll probably run a little bit smoother. Like whenever I get my PS5 next year or whatever, I'll replay everything on that so it can be less buggy. Mm. But it's a good game. If you got control, you know, I think I, I, I put that as a um, yeah, a, a sponsor. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So actually, I might play that. I might play that because uh, I've heard good things and stuff like that. Man, and I was hoping one of the Hitman games because I had a coupon. For the Epic Game Store, I was hoping one of the Hitman games would be. But yeah, yeah, I have a, that one for yeah, I was I was trying to get you know because I've seen the, the gameplays. I'm like that kind of feels fun, little MGSy a little bit to me. So okay, uh, let's see. Moving on, uh, I guess I can g- give a score update here. Ah, Milwaukee and Atlanta has started. So there you go. Where do you want to win there? Ah oh, man, I'm I'm actually the Atlanta Hawks are the only Atlanta team that I wouldn't mind actually winning something. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's, uh, the, the, I, I I like their team, I, I like what they're doing. It's they have three great studs. As much as like you know, I don't mind the Bucks either. I don't, you know, I don't mind. Yeah. I, I like Giannis. I'm over my pettiness. Yeah, I, agree with I, I think they're 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 more likable of those three teams between Philly and, and Brooklyn. Well, they're Wisconsin's last hope because yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers leaves there. Then. Yeah. Y'all gonna have to love Giannis because not. She's gonna have to love Jordan Love. I don't see that happening. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. And then the Brewers are the Brewers. They'll find a way to mess it up. Let's see. Oh, the Islanders and the Lightning. It is nothing, nothing right now so far in the first. So Andrew's probably watching that at the moment. Let's see. Baseball. San Fran and Los Angeles. Vanaheim. I don't care. Houston is up so nothing on the board. Tumble Orioles. Nah. Hey, two two between the Yanks and the Royals. And the Royals have bases loaded with two outs. Let's see if you guys can get out of that. <laughs> the Mets keep winning, which is kind of annoying to see. Now they have actual competent ownership. It's 5 nothing over Atlanta. The Rays are actually beating the Red Sox, so there you go. 5-1. The Marlins are still... They lost, they lost last night, yep. so if they win today, it kind of keeps everything even keel. Yep. And then the Marlins... Are still, it's too. I mean, they're not gonna win this game. Two nothing already. That's way too much. Fuck. <laughs> too much of a deficit to overcome. You're like one runs bad enough as it is. Exactly. Uh, the A's and the Rangers. I don't care. And the White Sox. Why can't the Oakland Pirates. stop? They're the only team I see that's always on like 10-0 like you know win losses going on. Yeah. Last ten games. I know. And then they lose like one and they go on nine. But yet Houston's still behind them. Yep. Yep. And then like right on their heels. That's all I see on the score thing, but. Uh, then there's, there's other games but anyways so let's see uh aside from that 
I I mean we we already met. Oh, Lightning are up one nothing. There you go. There you go, Andrew. There you go. So if they win, they move on to Stanley Cup Finals. Out of the Vegas Golden Knights are playing Montreal, and so far in that series, so Vegas has. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Montreal, I, I'm, I'm they're. I can't believe I'm actually like hoping they make the final for some do you reason. Want a, do you want a Canadian team in there? I, I mean, it seems like if a Canadian team was to do it. It'd be them. They're up 3-2. They're up 3-2. They have a shot at doing it. And they're the last team to do it. And they have the most championships in NHL history. It's and kind of weird. Ones are like it was 30 years. Right? Yeah. It, the last one. It almost. It's almost been 30 years. 28 years. So. It, but it's. It all, at the same time, it's like, man, it, it feels bad to also. It's, it's like rooting for the Yankees. <laughs> you know, to win a World Series. Like, you know, it, it's been. It's been 12 years, so... so let, let's make this work here. I think this is going to be a, a fun little segment we're just going to create. What team is there in any sport that you just absolutely... Aside from Reverend, because I already know you're going to say the Braves, um, that you cannot do a win championship if they're like in the final bits. Uh Right now, okay, so for baseball, if the Astros win another World Series, oh, I think I'm kind of over it. Uh, I'm... I, get, I think it, I'm kind of okay. They don't have really. They only have like two players still left there. You know, I mean, I'm almost forgiving. I couldn't deal with Boston one because of Alex Cora. Yeah, let's see. Aside from that, yeah, I already said the Braves. Yeah, even the Mets, I don't mind. The Phillies. Ugh. I mean, the Dodgers winning it again, just because it seems like I don't know, a little overkill, <laughs> especially with Trevor Bauer winning a ring. You know, you kind of want that pettiness. Uh, I mean, it'd be fun to see. You know what would be fun to see? It'd be the New York Yankees versus the Dodgers. And you have, like, game one between Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. (laughs) Oh, I would love to see that. Uh, And make game one in Los Angeles so that Garrett Cole has to actually bat. (laughs) I like the smallest, you know. He touches the bat like he kisses somebody on the cheek. Yeah. And they, they went to UCLA, you know, so it'd be There's it'd be a nice beef. little homecoming there for them. They were both teammates, and they hate each other. <laughs> I love it, though. Baseball uh, needs rivalries like that with pitchers, even though they're not playing against each other. Yeah, yeah, it's always between pitcher, uh, the pitcher and a batter, but it's never it's never really about a pitcher versus a pitcher, you know? There's none of that, that vitriol, because they don't really have to face each other, actually, uh, at bat, especially probably next season, because... And the NL is probably going to get rid of the DH. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. What other teams would I hate to see win a championship? Right now, I mean, I don't know if in in hockey, I don't know if I would hate to see Toronto win a championship because it's more about the meme than anything else. It's more about the joke that they can't win no matter what they do. That, that, that's so more the Buffalo Bills of hockey. It seems like well, four I mean, years in a row to make anything out of it. Uh, it's not even that they can't even make the final. So it's, it's more about, they're more like the Chicago Cubs pre 2016. So, or, the, so they're 76 or the Red Sox pre 2004. So that might be it. But even then the Red Sox actually made the world series. So it's not yeah. even that 
Man, so yeah, maybe it's the I, Clippers then. They're the Clippers uh, until you know all these potentials and can't get out of you know the second round. Uh, but either way, that's that would be. Uh, I don't know Toronto, Montreal. Um, I, I don't mind them. Uh, what other team? What team do I? I mean Boston. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see Boston win another thing. For the yeah. <laughs> so. That, that that makes sense there for the Boston Bruins. Uh, Brad Marchand. No, 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 no. Come on. No, he's got he got his one. He got his. He got his. All right. Boston got theirs, and we don't need Boston to win another one. Uh, so so there's that. Because even when the Blackhawks were winning them all those things, all the, the three championships, I wasn't like. Uh, this is Patrick Kane, right? Uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, uh, Coach Quenville was on there. Was, yeah, you see, if I know your name, that means I respect you as yeah. a player, especially for hockey. Yeah, yeah. So, I know dudes, but not like more than two. It's just—it was just like a really well-constructed team. That's like, wow, these guys are actually really good, and they, you know. But I guess being in the Eastern Conference and they're in the West, I guess you don't see them as much. So when you actually see them, it's like, wow. Yeah. So that might be a different story if they were actually in the conference. So there's that. Let's see. NBA. I don't want to see the Lakers win. Uh, I don't. I see, I like LeBron on the field. I think sometimes he's too whiny, but I still respect that cat. Yeah, but I just I just don't need the Lakers winning another one. We already know who I am, so it's not fair. All right. Uh, the, we already know it's Philly. Man, yeah, Philly. Yeah, Philly. And, but they're not going to win one, so it's not really much of a... Uh, Philly as they are now. Like, if Philly, let's say, you know, get rid of Doc Rivers and, you know, build around Joel Embiid and have, like, a, you know, a nice, likable team, then, you know, things yeah. will change. Things will change. I mean, so. we could say it because we uh, we didn't think about it, but if the Knicks won, it would just be unbearable. Not even because of the Knicks and the players. I actually like the players on the Knicks. Yeah. yeah I don't mind Tibbs either. I, yeah, I, I don't mind Tibbs either. It's the fucking – oh, excuse me. It's the fan base. Yeah, it's the fan it's base the fan and base. the ownership. If I had – the ownership, if I had to hear, like, Spike Lee and Stephen A. Smith – Yeah. That's a victory parade. Ugh. It's just, ugh. James James Dolan does not deserve an NBA championship at all. He doesn't even deserve a Stanley Cup championship. So glad he hasn't won that there either. Yeah, Rangers fans would be really annoying if they won the NHL. Oh, that we're, that, we're doing this for all that damn. Right in the world. I actually might change my answer for Boston because at least Boston, there's at least a. I don't know. Uh, I guess a justification to the arrogance and the, yeah, exactly. I mean, they've been good for a while, and so it's like okay, this is kind of almost inevitable. But with like the Rangers and the Knicks, it's like oh, they put a semi-competent team together and they finally win one, and they don't win one for another forty, fifty years. But still, they'll make you remember those forty, fifty years that one championship. Yeah, it's just there's too much. Rangers fans keep talking about '94. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, most players will always pick the ones that are the most recent relevant. It's yeah. weird because I don't go like and say 2009 Yankees. I'm like 2009 Yankees was even the best Yankee championship. Nope. If you think of it, aside from '96, 2009 was probably our worst. Yeah, yeah, '96 was a weird. Yeah, it was like a bunch of like old veterans. Mixed with that young, you know, the the the, the core five or whatever, of, of best guys. Best one had to be best one had to be ninety nine, right? I thought it would be ninety eight. 
I mean, 99 is when you guys had Clemens come in, and it was like, you guys, no, I think it, 99 was the first year of Clemens, and then 2000 yeah. was our last one against the Nuts. But I f- well, was, 98 felt more like, I mean, because that was when you guys won all those games, and yeah. like after that, getting Clemens was like just putting, like, that was just like, uh, uh, overdoing it at that point <laughs> it was like that was when we were just trying to collectively just get everything no, was, yeah so, Stan Brenner was just trying no, to nine, 98 was us possible. and the Padres you know because all right so this is how it went because 99 was a sweep of the Braves and that was the first year of Columbus. yeah and then 2000 was against the Mets but went forward but we we swept them and I, I felt like that might have been the best constructed roster because that was when immediately we had Clemens and it was against a team that people love so much Atlanta. people don't remember those late 90 braves were fantastic but they choked all the time well you know and they choked against us they were the equivalent but, sports because they said Utah the braves were the, I, I keep saying and i've always people said the braves were the team of the 90s that was the yankees the yankees were the yeah. team of the 90s the braves exactly, were the team had... like you you could have said that if they had won at least one championship in the early 90s but they won that 95 one in a strike shortened season by the way i'm just saying you know, and they wouldn't have won it in '94, by the way things were going. So I mean, but but then the Yankees came in '96. They beat the Braves once, and then they did it a second time with a team that was way better in '99. Yeah, but like you know that they had Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, yeah, John Smoltz, uh, Chipper Jones, yeah. Andrew Jones. Uh, just, who else is on that team? They had Rocker, man. <laughs> yeah. Like that, uh, that that was a collective group of things and we spanked them. That's I'm just saying like the best championship team that we had mm-hmm. from that dynasty. Two thousand nine was just like okay. Yeah. Two thousand nine it was like, you know, it was the Phillies and I think we beat them in sex. Okay, sure. We had to buy everybody it was fine, but we were in that prime. Everybody was kinda in that collective greatness. Yeah, t- two thousand nine was like the last the last hurrah for that group of guys. And it was a long way away from the last time they had, like, from the first one. So it was just like a, a final thing at the end, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah, the Rangers, and then in, in the NFL, NFL team that I'm Dallas, right? Yeah, Dallas would be number one because that would be insufferable for more than a decade. But not even just that, but I think it's about reach sometimes. There's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans throughout the United States. Oh, yeah. So oh, in no, that's Florida. You'd, you'd hear it. Ugh. Like, uh, let's see. Like, Steelers fans, yeah. I mean, but they're not. Uh, I don't. Steelers fans, yeah. I think, are pretty mild-mannered, the ones I've come across here you know? in Florida. Browns uh, fans. I mean, I would feel you... bad for them. What, what, but I how would you like feel that. if the Patriots won one without Brady? I would absolutely love it. <laughs> I would then, love it completely. Yeah, because then it'd be like, oh, I guess Bill Belichick is... Good? Yeah, he didn't need Brady after all. Yeah. Um, so there'd be that. There'd be that, but I mean, then it'd be Boston winning again. But does anybody really hate the Patriots aside from like Jet fans? I, even Miami fans like understand and respect Brady and Belichick. Yeah, it was just kind of like an inevitability. Like, yeah, right, and just, just understand this: Tom was great in Tampa. Tom also threw to some high-class dudes in Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cameron Braid, um, Rob Gronkowski. 
it was an embarrassment of riches. So let let us not. Right. And whereas you look in comparison, where the best um, receiver for Bill that year was, I was gonna say Jacoby Harris as a callback, but um, that Jacoby Meyer cat. Yeah, guys, like not in day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll be okay with Patriots. Uh, Patriots, and I guess let's see, Jets fans. I they, I, I need... pass on the Eagles winning again. Yeah, uh, Jets fans. I mean, what it's it's the same thing with like the Leafs and and even the Knicks. It's like the fact that they keep losing is part of the joke, and I need that joke to keep going. Yeah, the Jets are never going to win another one. Yeah, so not for a very long time. Um, Detroit, I would feel happy for because I'm like you're the team that I yeah. Said you get no, 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 and you're not. Even Cleveland, um, even Cleveland. Nah, I, I I think I would hate it because there's a lot of fake Cleveland fans out uh, there. Just saying. Oh, right it, now, it's like every couple of years. No, even Derek Anderson times. Hmm. Do we think you would hate Baltimore if they won it? Nah. Because I remember there was some lot of trash talk in those heydays. Um, nah. Giant fans, maybe? But the, I find Giant fans are super humbling. Sometimes. I feel like because the fact that they beat the Patriots the last two times was the reason why it wasn't that hateable. Yeah. So... If, I think they're like, yeah, Eli sucks throughout the whole season, but damn, I'm very glad to have him in the playoffs. I found that like that was the humbling effect. Yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, Oakland, straight up, or not, uh, not Oakland anymore. Raiders, straight up, I could live with that. With uh, Mark Davis and his weird ass, you know, Dennis the Menace haircut. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And Gruden winning it. Yeah. Come on. The Raiders winning one. And then you'd have Raider Nation, which I guess I guess extends from Every L.A. to Oakland and Vegas. Every now. fat man in silver and black attire. Yeah, Please. exactly. Ah, no. oh, yeah, that that'd be a bad one. Let's see the Raiders, uh, San Francisco. Nah, nah, yeah, San Francisco's nah. fine. Everybody yeah, loved them. The only people who didn't love the the Niners days were the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, or the Cowboys. Or the Cowboys. Yeah. 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 Let's see the. Gotcha. I, I would not be able to tolerate Green Bay winning. Of all well, that's for you. That's that's because you'd be eating a massive bowl of pie. A uh, humble pie would be the worst pie. Yeah, that that'd be the worst pie for you. You know it, Matt. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Green Bay specifically for you. With Aaron Rodgers, I would love. I would be all. Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine it. But if Jordan Love was able to bring a ring like a year or two into it, ooh, I, I would be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I would. Buy I mean, that'd be Jordan the Love circle jersey. of life for Green Bay quarterbacks, wouldn't it? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's like, oh, this is the same thing happened to Rodgers. So in about a decade, uh, Love Easy. will be an MVP and be upset. <laughs> Confirm this for me. If it was the Dolphins who won it, I don't think I would like it so much because. Everybody would have to compare it to the perfect season because your own damn players of the past. Oh yeah, I'm happy for them, but it's still not 16 and 0. No, no, no. That that juice. wouldn't be. No, people here would be absolutely ecstatic. I mean, heck, it might even get annoying at some point because Dolphins get way too much attention here, as it is. Um, but Heat fans are getting there with regards to that a little bit here. Yeah, we're, we're pretty terrible. It, but I think but, there's a realistic terrible. It's not like Nick. Well, it's or... it's a segment of the fan base, and we know it. And it's 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 a pretty, you know, arrogant, ignorant fan base of NBA Miami well, mean, Heat fans, you know? And it's, are we that somewhat? That, that weren't. And specifically, I think it's the ones that basically were there just solely for the LeBron era. 
I think. Yeah, you have to, once you latch on, you have to stay there until, you know, unless they pull a Sam Hankey. Like, for me, I feel like it's that. I feel like it's those fans specific. I think if you were there, especially if you were there in the 90s, if you were there from the old days, and you know, never mind. But, but if you were there in the 90s and you saw the, the first one, the first championship, then you're all right. Yeah. You're all I mean, right. If you root in for Dwayne instead of freaking um, yeah. Dirk, then we're cool. All but right. you have to understand that that's what part of the suck is. Yeah, exactly. When uh, when Dwayne Wade was here with, oh, gosh darn it, uh, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, remember that? Remember those days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want that. Remember two thousand and nine through two thousand and ten Miami Heat? Yeah, we're, we're just kind of predicating a lot of stuff as Dwayne's just dying, trying to get to a fifth yeah. seed and pull it off. Exactly. And that's yeah. what I don't think people realize for his position. He was able to at least get us into four, five, sixes. Yeah. Getting LeBron and Bosch was getting one. There was no two. We were never in any kind of concern of being in a two seed. You know, two, three, four, five, whatever. It was always one seed. Wait, I think the first year, did they go? They went two. Well, no, the, the Heat, yeah, the Heat were one and two for the most part. They yeah. were never three or whatever. It was just, yeah. but at that point, they kind of knew, okay, regular season is bleh. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And, but they were setting records. They were chasing the Rockets like all time winning. Yep. Um, streak coming into it. I think they got it. Went what twenty three games? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. It was something like twenty seven, right? And I think yeah. Yeah. Oh, days. Yeah. So, but even though, and you know what? You know, we're waxing on this one, but you know, sometimes it, we're we're in the playoffs right now. We're near the end of the playoffs. Really about this is where you get to wax poetically. Um, man, even I, I loved it. Even when we were losing them finals. You know what I mean? Except mm. for the Dallas one, I kind of stung a little bit. But even I enjoyed losing the Spurs sometimes, even though because you know the writing was on the wall, completely. Yeah. I feel, but man, because it made the games entertaining and it really brought a spotlight, tear to my eye. <sighs> okay, well, we thanks, are. Thanks, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, thanks, McDonald's. BTS. Uh, all right, so uh, Charles, I think we are we ready for for some cage talk. We're ready. It might be short. It might be sweet. It might be everything in between. Welcome, everybody, to your weekly True Pucks of Cage with Charles. Now, full reminder, disclaimer, as we always say, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. It is a dance. It is ballet. Despite the fact that what old wrestlers tell me, you won't tell me what to do anymore, Dad. It is a story about men and women chasing championships, chasing legacies, writing their own futures. It's sometimes a soap opera, sometimes a drama, sometimes just very bad comedy by a certain Vince Kennedy McMahon. Jesus Christ, it drives me up a wall sometimes. When we last left off, let's give you guys a little bit of what happened on the NXT TakeOver. The interesting part about the show sometimes is NXT's on the same night as our shows are, so I can get to talk about some fun, fancy things that we were just coming into. And then what other stuff that we can kind of talk about? I left you off on a pay-per-view. And then there's some other things. So, Charles, update us, good sir, about things that happened the weekend that were not WWE. I don't I wasn't really paying attention. New Japan has set when... My boy, Shingo Takagi, your wrestler's favorite wrestler, is going to go against Kota Ibushi. That's going to be sometime in July at Karakin or one of the little pay-per-views. Not at Dominion, but a different one. That will be hopefully good. Um, bring some new blood in. Apparently this morning, the, there is new NWGP or IWGP New Japan um, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champion. So how they do is they don't just have Tag Team Champion Division. They also have the Junior Champion Division. So what's that? Basically, Cruiserweights under 205 pounds. Taji Ishimori and um, El Fantasma, who I'm a, who's starting to grow on me. I think I was telling you about it um, in the uh, maybe a couple of things ago, or if I was telling about um, to my buddy Tony 
Uh, I just think I also like his theme songs. Really, some badass stuff. He's, the Headbanger is great. They won the um, New Japan Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship from Rapunga 3K Yo and Show. Uh, that was earlier today. Congrats on you guys. I'd be very proud of you. In that sense, ooh, don't kill me. I'm playing as we're talking. Um, Impact stuff's happening. Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega. That's gonna be set for I think Slammiversary. I don't care. I think the Impact Championship has been devolved a little bit too much. You when you don't have guys that are actually on your roster holding the belt going from there. Josh Alexander, though, is doing great with the X-Division Championship. We don't talk about it enough. Charles, what is the X-Division Championship? Well, it's their secondary mid-card title. But since they have Kenny, who is holding up the main title for AEW in this big crossover that's going on, then this leaves them the opportunity to make their mid-card title just as important. And there's that phrase and that idea that the title is only as good as the challenger and only as good as the champion they had it. Cody tried to do when he was TNT champion. Um, overseeing the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. But with this little opportunity, you're able to utilize Alexander in the best way fashionable. I like Alexander. He was part with Ethan Page in the North where they had the longest reigning tag team championships for um, Impact. And then another thing that I'm big on with him is just his nickname. Sometimes nicknames and gimmicks can sell me on a guy. An image can sell me on a guy or a guy on the character that portrayed. And do you know what his um, nickname is, Francisco? He's the walking weapon. How badass about it. I like that thing. I joke about that. I'm like, oh, here comes the walking weapon. If I'm going to court, it's a mentality. It's a mindset. You have to believe that character. So Josh Alexander, if you haven't seen a couple of matches, he had an Iron Man match with TJP for the X Division Championship because they were going against each other. They won 60 minutes, and he won. Um, it's some good style, good everything that I could go for. There's some other stuff that's happening in Impact that I'm not too followed up on because sometimes with wrestling, especially with the mid-sized promotions, when you only have a couple of pay-per-views a year, I can't get fully updated. Plus, I haven't looked into it. I apologize. Ring of Honor, they're going to be introducing. I know we haven't talked about them in a while, but they will be introducing at some point their women's championship. I don't believe they have one. They're going to go into a women's of honor title. Um, that'll be interesting to go from there. They have former Maria Canellis going and executive producing from there. She used to be in um, WWE, but she's going to be help managing or booking with that too. I think that's what I have for Ring of Honor because they've been the ones that have been kind of quiet since the pandemic started. They've kind of faltered. They've suffered to that degree. Oh, I won this game. Cool. Um, coming into it, but this might be that opportunity as the vaccines go out and everything comes in that they can kind of expand and build into it and allow the smaller promotions to build into it as well. Um, Going into the WWE, yeah, it'll be a shorter case, but going into the WWE, we had Hell in a Cell over the weekend, we had NXT, we talked about TakeOver last week, and what happened on NXT itself, you know my heart hurt a little bit, Francisco, when there were some releases, and I listed some of those names that stung hard for me, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, you know, those are a couple of I mean, I, I like Billy Kay. Today was her birthday. Happy birthday, Billy Kay. If you hear this, follow us on, follow us on the Twitter, Sports Goofs, at Charles the True, Jeffrey Holes, and whatever the hell Francisco's thing is, because he updated it. I keep between. changing things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and unlike me, I'm not good with the winds of change. I'm very control freak there. Follow us, Billy. We love you. Um, she was so funny. This should not let her go. She understood community time like a champion. Hopefully she does well on with Peyton Royce, who's now... They just call themselves Cassie. They have a trademark called the Inspirations. But anyway, back to the aforementioned NXT. People had left 
But there were rumors, Francisco, that certain people were coming back. Coming back, it, it, you know, true love, Francisco. It might go bumps. It might go bruises. It might be gone for times, but gone is not gone until it's gone. Samoa Joe's back. Oh, yeah, that's Samoa Destroyer, the right-hand destruction. A man who I have a T-shirt of that I wear at the gym. He has returneth to NXT. There's some stipulations in there. Because remember when I said, oh, hey, you know, there was talks about him not being able to come back or he can't come back or do whatever because he can't wrestle. Maybe that's the reason why they released him. They brought him back as the enforcer for William Regal, the general manager. And what happened was William was talking to Karrion Cross, as you see there, big scary man with bald head, um, about certain things. And, you know, Cross is like, you're going to quit. You're going to cry. You have to say, I conquer all. And then you hear Samoa Joe, who is a NXT love and lore to the fans there. And even to the main roster, Vince doesn't know talent. Granted, I will defend Vince in saying, if you're hurt all the time, what can I do with you? But Joe did everything they asked him to do in commentary. It was great. So this big man makes the other big man look small. And I was pulling half a chub. I'm just going to say out of PG-13 language, think about the possibilities of them wrestling each other, interacting with each other. I was so excited for it. I, I, I just can't wait if Joe gets cleared. He's just saying, Mr. Regal, I accept your offer. And then, oh, damn it, I'm dying. And then uh, he goes across and just says, TikTok, young champion. I'm like, give it to me. Give me what I want. Because if he does come back, he could be with Karen. He could be with Pete Dunn. Hell, give me him and Tommaso Ciampa. Pepper needs new shorts, baby. My walking weapon is lifted. Just thinking about him going against Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. It's just muy bueno. As I say, NXT was last night because today we're doing a Wednesday show for anybody on the podcast that is listening to us. So I get to watch that, and it was pretty interesting. They have the Great American Bash, their live event that is going on. It's not the pay-per-view, but it's just you know a typical show, but that usually means they kind of step up some stuff. They've already kind of confirmed some matches. They're going to have MSK versus Ciampa and Thatcher. That should be interesting. I expect MSK to win there. They're going to have a women's tag team match to go against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell next. We'll see who the number one contender is going to be, so it will be... A couple of Yo Shirai, Zoe Starks, Raquel Gonzalez, who's already the NXT Women's Champion, and Dakota Kai, her partner, who's kind of been following the original inaugural champions, and then um, Ember Moon and uh, Shotzi Blackheart. So that'll be like next week's show, so that should be good. But the Great American Bash is building up. They're building a name. The basic thought is Johnny Gargano versus Karrion Cross. They're part of the Fatal Five. Wait, I told you on the show. Damn it, I got caught up by the missile. I told you on the show last time that they had a... Oh, come on, that's a cheap death, dang it. But I told you on the show when they did the Fatal Five way for the TakeOver pay-per-view that both Johnny and Cross came up looking really good. Now they might be feuding against each other. Say what? I'm about it. Let's do it. Um, it's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it and go from there. And then we had a pay-per-view this weekend. Hell in a Cell. For a pay-per-view that's called Hell in a Cell... It seems that only two matches in there were in Hell in a Cell, and the feuds that should have been there were not part of it. And I got to tell you, man, I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. I did not completely watch it all because it was Sunday night, and I was watching some of it, and then I went to go do other things in the in-between. But I watched, like, majority of the matches. And it started with Bailey versus um, Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship inside Hell in a Cell. That was just fine. I felt like they didn't really have any chemistry, and when it looked like it, people were like, yeah, it was good. I'm like, was it? Wasn't too much a fan of it. Then you had a couple of other matches that went down there. I'm going to put my game on pause so I can actually talk about it. Look at that. I'm trying for you guys. You proud of me? I'm proud of me. 
But um, you had Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, which was very good up until the end because Cesaro was coming into it very angry, very in between, irate that Seth was you know bothering him and his confidence screwed him over, and then Seth got a quick pin. Obviously, this feud's not done. Obviously, this is going to go to Money in the Bank. What's going to happen with it? I don't know. Am I okay with it? Sure. Seth is a main event talent, and you can't have Seth always lose. Do I have a problem with it because it stagnates Cesaro's push? Of course. But let's talk a reality here. Cesaro is not going to get, I feel, the Universal Championship title, even though he had what might be match of the year for me against Roman. He's not going to attain it. He's not going to get that title shot and beat Roman clean. He's either going to be relegated to being the soldier boy who dethrones um, Apollo Crews' um, Wakanda knockoff character for the IC title, the Intercontinental title, which is fine. Or, hear me out, kids, you can give him the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is next month, and have him cash in on Roman when the time is right. Other matches that went on, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler, because Alexa's now like super possessed. It wasn't terrible. I don't know if I needed my wrestling, but it wasn't terrible. Alexa Bliss won. Sammy Zayn versus Kevin Owens, good match. Sammy won. Owens was basically attacked on Friday. Pay-per-view was on Sunday. Playing off those injuries, probably get some storyline off. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, dumbest thing ever. They're continuing the feud, obviously. It wasn't in the hell of a cell, which makes no sense to me. They should have just put that in the cell. How it ended, buddy, was a DQ, a disqualification. You get DQ'd, guess what happens? Champion retains the title. It was in the match. Rhea, as you know, there's the announce table. And Rhea rips off the part of the announce table and hits Charlotte with it and gets disqualified for it. It makes no logical sense because in the unwritten rules of wrestling, if I hit you with a chair, disqualified. If I low blow you, disqualified. If I put you through a table that's a wooden table, disqualified. There have been matches that have gone on that have those standard rules where the people – yeah, I'm laughing because I see that the Twitter had the hell in the cell as a crate and I'm cracking up about it um, – how to go through the table and it's still – through the announcing table, and it's still legitimate. The match can still continue, but her ripping off a piece of the table and hitting um, Charlotte with it is a DQ. And it's an interesting construct because Rayo was supposed to be a face, and that's like a heel thing to do. So either they go into a no-holds bar and they try to push this into like extreme rules, or they're just setting up to have Rayo turn heel fully, and then you have Becky Lynch come back from her pregnancy and take the title that she never lost back to her, which is probably what's going to happen. Um, and then Bobby Lashley's for Drew McIntyre. Didn't watch it fully. I know the results. It happens. I'm happy with the fact that Bobby won. You know how I feel about Drew. He's been overpushed for me. The condition was that if he had lost, he would not get a chance to challenge for the title as long as Bobby is champion. This sets me up for the opportunity of Bobby versus Brock, which is giving me my walking weapon a raise. And um, can I just say that? I'm going to keep saying it. No one's going to get it. I'm going to love it. It's a euphemism. And then maybe someone's going to call a pocket knife and shatter my ego. I'm going to go cry in the corner. Um... That was funny. I'll take that. And then, but they're building up a better feud to Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. And I'm already about that better. Kofi, man, on Raw, Francisco, he goes and says, Buddy, I beat you a month ago. Yeah, Drew helped you, but I still beat you, so that should entitle me to a title shot at some point. And then they had the Hell in a Cell match on Raw, where Woods, who is Kofi's boy, they're part of the New Days, is like, I'll defend my boy's honor. And Bobby is basically like, Oh, you want a title shot? I'm going to go murder your boy. So he basically kills Woods for all intents and purposes, has Woods in the hurt lock as Kofi's watching his best friend get hurt. And now we have a championship title that's into a blood feud. Remember in the very beginning when I say, Francisco, that sometimes it's you know chasing championships, trying to beat the holy hell out of each other, 
and also just kind of like eating the holy hell out of each other and trying to accept that legacy, and that's a soap opera. This is the construct of it. Because with the Raw Championship, or I, I guess I'll call it the Raw Championship, the WWE Championship, you now have a story where Kofi getting a title shot for the title he never had the opportunity to get a, a uh, rematch for because he lost to Brock in October of 2019. Um, and because it was SmackDown, there's some politics involved there, all this fun stuff. Then his, you know, he did beat Bobby, so he's getting that chance, and then Bobby beat the hell out of his boy because he wants to beat people up. It's a blood feud. That could possibly be a soap opera, and I'm all for it, kids. So I'm going to enjoy to see what they do. I think Bobby and um, Kofi will be able to kind of tear the house down a little bit because that size differential always works when you have a small man and a big man. Some people don't like it. Some people want meat slapping meat, as Big E says. I would be in agreement for you. That is why I can't wait for Bobby and Brock Lesnar to occur. Brock Lesnar is in conversation to return to WWE. I have a chub thinking about that match. But for now, I will take this. And that's all I got for you on the cage this week, bud. Okay. All right. I was able to keep up with you there, too. <laughs> with the, yeah, we're up to speed. Stuff. Yeah, man. I was able to keep up with the uh, the postings of the stuff. So it's finally able to find the Bobby Lashley thing here. So, yeah, there we go. All right. So I had one last thing for Smelter. You guys get that. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not going to get it anytime soon. Oh, this game is pretty good right now between Milwaukee and Atlanta, 45-43. It's getting close the entire game. Uh-oh, Milwaukee. Uh-oh. Well, oh. I mean, I don't know if Charles is having any more pie at this point between Milwaukee Bucks right now. Humble uh, pie segment? Is that how I'm going to close it up? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean... I mean, they did it. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a rifle humble pie. Okay. Not to Milwaukee though. Okay. Devin Booker, get your pie. Mm. You had a triple double foul, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. You're not a stat stuffer. You might be. Everybody's gonna be a stat stuffer. But you know what, man? It's better to be a stat stuffer than to be a guy who has all that potential and never even put a single and, and, stat on. All right, and take that pie. Don't, don't, don't eat the entire. Just take a little nibble of it because Jay Crowder, man. Listen, I wasn't hating Jay on Dr- Jay. You oh, and I have talked oh, about oh, it. Oh no, no, I'm just saying that's why you take you, you just take the little bit of nibble because I mean we you said man the Heat not signing Jay Crowder oh oh and look at this yeah, man with I'm the feeling. perfect pass. He is the quintessential three and D guy, by the way. Mm. Seriously, I mean, oh, my I goodness, him. he could not have that pass had to be perfect absolutely it, it had to be not only did it have to miss the backboard it had to be right over the rim well, right probably probably the second best like shot i have seen in the playoffs besides kevin durant's ridiculous um hmm. double contested by pj tucker and everybody else like shot in that, that, the deandre dunk or from inbound would be my second favorite one besides the durant one god i feel for kevin durant put, put everything on that table and just couldn't close it because Kyrie Irving cannot see out. Yeah. Oh. oh man. But yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, some good stuff. Just so yeah, just to give a little bit to the Suns there. Okay. So I think we're done here. I, I don't have anything more to say aside from that. And uh, that's it, folks. So we'll see you guys next week, I guess. Oh, and Atlanta finally took the lead. There you go. Forty six forty five. Hawks. Go Hawks. Yay. Bye bye. Take care.